Greetings only, Tans. Today is Sunday, November 13th, and on Thursday, the 10th, we had an entertaining show with guests Mike Zakarian, Pack Drip, and Jay Metz. We covered a wide array of topics, dapper marketing, a little bit of so rare, a little bit of current hot pack drop on NBA Top Shot as well as many other subjects. In fact, it got pretty far out there at times, thanks to our good friend, Pack Drip. Remember that nothing you hear on this podcast should be considered financial advice, and let's jump right into it. What's up, everybody? It's pack day. It's hot pack day. And uh, we have a show today. And we're going to have Jay, and we're going to have Pack Drip, and we're going to have Mikey Zakarian, who just hasn't been on a stream in so long. Can't even imagine how long it's been since that kid's been on a stream. Got to be at least 45 minutes, the very least. Um, so... We'll bring them all in. I, you know, I don't have my videos, but we'll, we'll we'll play some kind of a video anyway, and we'll bring them in. So let's see. What are we going to play for them? We'll just give them a little. All right, I know what. We'll do a little. Where's my community? Where is it? Here it is. We love the community. All right, so let's get Jay in there. Hello, Jay. How are you? What's going on, buddy? Doing good. Let's get a little pack drippy in there. Pack drippy. We got a new little background in there, looking all different over there, kid. Yeah, just moved to Boston. A little different room, different setup. All right, I like it. And finally, we got Mikey, aka Michael. No, ben, no Ben today. So someone, someone has to step up to try to cancel this thing, right? That's Talk right. To you, buddy. We gotta <laughs> irritate and uh, upset as many people as possible. So. I think the, the, the story of the day, of course, is the hot packs, but there's actually quite a few stories of the day, um, and we'll, we'll try to cover each one of those. I thought we were going to be talking about VIP Roham chat, and uh, I thought that was going to be like the big scandalous story of the day, but we have actually a few things to talk about. So, uh, well, there goes Pack Drip. He's gone. He's gone. Um, but first of all, does anyone have packs? No, I didn't get any. Pack drip, did you? Jay? No no packs for the drip. You know what? I decided at the last minute I got a couple packs. How many did you get, you dirty bastard? Well, I mean, we don't know how many we got. But <laughs> how how many did you reserve for? How I many did you reserve? Two. I ordered two. All right, that's yeah. fair. I, I also did not reserve any. Um, I, I see in the chat some people also did not. Uh, I know. Actually I did it to support the thing. product. That that's That's what I'm all about. That was my original theory was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it blind faith. And then I said, either way, I put the 150, I put the 15 reserve packs. I'm not going to say who talked me out of it. Trip, what's your cat doing behind you? My cat? Where? He's right here. Is he like all licking himself and stuff? He's like jerking up and down. Oh, yeah. Easy. He's, he's Easy. licking himself. It's a little early for that kind of language. 
so actually Jeb, uh, he has liked the stream. Be like actually Jeb. Go ahead and like that stream. And uh, Rowdy Rod is saying Dapper is broken. Twitter is broken. Everything's broken. Budavane is here. Hello, Budavane. Thank you for joining us. What are you eating today in that Eastern? No, you're not in Eastern Europe. You're in like the Netherlands, I think. Uh, Cody is here. Hello, we the people. Hello. Jeb's calling you a hypocrite. I am a hypocrite. Um, I'm, I confuse the, the hell out of myself. I don't I don't know what I believe half the time, to be totally honest with you. I, I, I also don't think it's bad that people are getting packs. I just I I would myself was surprised at uh, what the market was for someone that does a daily show. I hadn't looked at it in a while because it was too sad. And then when I don't was look. like, oh, yeah, what can I do with 20 bucks? And then I was thinking like, well, there's only one one really rookie in there. And then you look at the other four badges that are. What like for the price point? I'm like, man, I don't like. What am I doing here? So that it was more of a just a come to Jesus moment for me, where I was like, I think I need to. It's sit gambling. This one up. It's ga- I mean, all yeah. these packs they've always been about gambling. We're degenerate gamblers. That's why people join this platform in the first place. We're, yeah. we're just but, always but looking is, for what, that. What next is hit. what is the median outcome or what Who is, what is like the upside? Like, even if there's like a point oh 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 one chance, we all think we're the center of the universe and we're going to be that guy. You know, yeah. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I, 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 do. I do. I think it's, yeah, I think it's a little bit of insanity. Um, Pure insanity. I think, I, they're, so they're telling us to basically spend $150 to collect what you love. And that's what I'm going to do. I return the packs and then I'm going to spend the 150 in the marketplace buying and collecting what I love. So I, I'm, there's not a, a knock on them. I just don't want these packs. My yeah. guys aren't in there. You know, I'm not looking for a Malcolm Brogdon fresh threads. It's just not it. If Malcolm Brogdon was still on the Bucks, different story. It's just my guys aren't in here, and it's only Benedict Matherin. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was cool to see Benedict Cumberbatch in the in there, and, and it's cool to see that new artwork too. It's it's nice. Yeah. But here's something that's a little confusing to me, and I don't know if you guys got to the bottom of this or not. Is there going to be just these rookie moments, or are we also going to get the base and parallel rookies as well, and also possibly fandoms? Because if you go back and you listen to the podcast, the NBA Top Shot podcast, uh, Jacob talked about this a while back, I think with Steve, when they were talking about the roadmap. And he mentioned that. He's like, yeah, there's also going to be the base, the parallel, and potentially fandom moments. Do you guys know anything about that, Mikey Z? Uh, no, I don't know. I I know that they've kept it vague on purpose. So I think like we could, uh, we could get it like the because uh, again, then we saw like the spotlight series, right? And then all of a sudden there was some more comments that come in. So who knows, man? It's hopefully it's only one rookie, um, but uh, like one per per rookie. But I, I don't know. I I have no idea. So I don't think that. Well, I shouldn't say that. I think they do know, um, and then I think they'll adjust accordingly depending on how things go. But. It feels a lot like net neutral, how it didn't include locking moments at first, and then, boop, voila, it did. It, it's like these packs. They just threw an extra common set in there that we didn't know, and now people are asking about, like, how many players – not people. i seen a tweet from TST, Top Shot Talk, and he said it, like, how many common moments are per player now? Because that was clearly mapped out prior, and now it wasn't with the guise of less cards – or less moments – less supply, less everything. So we're figuring it's on those numbers or less, but on the current strategy, first pack drop of the year, it's already exceeding what they promised in the past one that we weren't happy with. So what are, what are we going to do now? 
so, so I got a question. 100% let me let me ask a question. Well, go ahead, Jay. Yeah. Sorry, sorry for cutting you off, but it's all right. Go I haven't ahead, cut Jay. you off yet. And it, yeah, that's true. It was that's true. it was time. Um, so here's here's my question: Does it really matter? I think the only reason that the community even cares about these base set commons is that they've become a much larger piece of the flash challenges, which is like the top shot game, right? Like that's the thing that people lean into day in and day out last year. They weren't such a factor so far this year. They've been a huge factor. I think if you couldn't use those base set commons in the game, nobody would care. They would kind of find their rightful place at the bottom of, of the barrel. They'd be worth next to nothing. Maybe they'd all be trade tickets, but that's kind of what Top Shot has said for a long time. They don't want people to collect the the kind of bottom of the barrel stuff. And then they go against that by saying, but you can use it in the right. most important feature of the game. So if somehow they were able to turn it off and say, no, you can't actually play the game with that. Or if they created just a different game for kind of collectors who would prefer to have the cheap stuff, I don't think anybody would care. I think all this commotion about burning 2 million or 20 million or fucking 100 million of these bait, nobody, like, if it wasn't a, a, a key piece in the game, I don't think it would matter. That's my honest opinion on it. Ah, I mean, I, I, think, I think they I think can right. take a, a sorry, sorry, Mike, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was just, I was just uh, filling the space. Go ahead. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, I think they can actually take a, a page from so rare in a way, actually, because what you're talking about, Jay, oh. is you like see what happened to Mike? <laughs> I, I was, get, I was getting ready to, I was, I was getting ready to drop a link into the chat and then I, I fought against it. I fought against it. <laughs> because, you know, you have these different tiers of, of, of uh, engagement. You got the free tier of engagement. You got the low yeah. cost tier of engagement. You got the very high cost tier of engagement. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I think that's what exists on Top Shot too. I think and it I cures think that, a lot of problems, uh, to be honest with you. But if it's not clear enough and it's like, oh, there's this one game and right now the way to – optimize that one game is playing with the floor moments then the people who want to go collect that sixty thousand dollar kevin durant one of one or whatever like they just had on so rare you know then yeah. it doesn't make sense anymore I, you they know i i don't know if it's super fair to compare it but to i i think like one of the differences right is you in so rare maybe you've collected a bunch of limited maybe you collected a bunch of rare and whatever and you're like i know each week that i can do both of the i can play i know each week there's going to be a limited contest or i know each week there's going to be a rare contest i think with the challenge the challenges which are the games we don't know that like so then there are weeks where people who maybe have only collected commons but still think they're going to be able to participate in these challenges you find a challenge it's like oh actually you need a lot of rares for this one and then you're like, wait, hold on. I can't participate. And then, which I'm fine with that. I think we shouldn't be able to do everything anyways. I think that's what kind of makes it fun. But clearly Twitter disagrees with that. But I think that's the key difference, right? Like with the stuff that you have in So Rare, you know each week you can participate in this thing. Uh, and then that hasn't always been the case with the Top Shot challenges. And that's where I think some of the frustration comes Consistency. From. Knowing the rules of the yeah. game before you yeah. start playing it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, yeah. On, I don't think that's a crazy expectation. Yeah, 100%. Um, all right, so then in summary, four guys on this stream, two packs total. Um, what? So what was your initial reaction when you saw how many packs people could purchase and how did that How did that reflect some of that VIP chat? I mean, Jay, you're, you're a VIP. So when you were in that VIP... They, they don't embrace me. You're the, you're the woge of the VIP though, right? Because you, you, no. <laughs> you're a no, lot of the tweets. True. Oh, yeah, that one time. That... that that was not intentional. I didn't know I was live tweeting until halfway through my live tweet. That was he great, caught dude. the DMs like Mike, like Mike and so many others do. 
Oh yeah, no, I, I you got to You got to get rid of the evidence. Yeah. I mean, depending upon the day, it's either VIP is in my DMs or Rohan's in my DMs or Luke is in my DMs telling me I did bad or Sean is in my DMs asking me to stop doing bad. Uh, yeah, I love or, Sean. Yeah, you gotta love Sean. Yeah, um, do you uh, do you work for Top Sean? Do I? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of wild no. that they would like get into your DMs yeah. about it because it's not. Well, like you know you... what it is. They they respect me so much, um, and they just want to know that. Yeah, you think you know, so? I'm, I'm I'm Team Top Shot. No, I don't. I, don't <laughs> no, I, think, they, I, just... I think they fucking hate my guts. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I don't know anymore. Um, but no, re- regarding your question, Tandy. Wait, what the fuck was your question about VIP? I don't know. It was what's your favorite color or something like that. But anyway, 11. when you look when you, when you look at the at the this little clip here from the um, VIP chat that Roham had with Jay and his friends, yeah, his elite friends. We I was just searching for the word scarcity because I want I know that was supposed to be kind of the focus, right? So. I thought also this was kind of an interesting question of itself, which was, you know, it's been a rough week alluding to the 22% of the staff that was laid off. Will this financial restructure pivot or change announced plans of investing 35 to 60 million us dollars into the customer acquisition of S4 and Roham says, well, first of all, let's give him a little intro. Roham. All right. So Roham says S4 right now in the current economic environment and product readiness. We'll start with scarcity as the focus. So product readiness, AKA we ain't got no app, Um, but start with scarcity as the focus. We will be testing really important features for growth like hot packs, but not in a way that is aggressive related relative to the economy balance until we have mobile in place and burning at full pace. Marketing will be ramped up, but through community social league, players, et cetera. So that's the part that felt a little bit uh, incongruent to me is that scarcity is the focus mm-hmm. and uh, we are going to be using hot packs, but not in a way that is aggressive relative to the economy balance. So on the one hand, if you break down the numbers, I think there was 55,000 packs. That was the number that I saw floating yeah. around. So if you compare that to the kind of the, the the liquidity suck of, of previous pack drops, it's not quite as bad, right? Like a, a month ago, it was what, 2 million? I think that's kind of what we usually see. I don't, I don't know. I haven't done all the math, but Sounds about on, right. on, on the other hand, 15 packs per 100K user, that doesn't feel very scarce. Comments? It's a lot of packs. Bottom line is there's, there's about 5,000-ish users, right? Like people who are leaning into the platform kind of regularly and if these were the numbers that they had to hit they needed 55,000 packs to go out they had no choice but to offer people 15 packs a piece what do you think the like because I don't don't know when we'll get the numbers I saw I thought I saw somebody on in the chat saying that packs were starting to go out that's I don't know if that's true but um how many do you do you think like do you think it sells out it's like right away yeah yeah I definitely think it sells out does that mean it would have already sold out if it's doing in this reservation style? Like it had to have sold out, right? It said expired. I think it, well, they already said it sold out. They, they said, said it, they sent out messages earlier today. I saw um, basically, or maybe it was on Twitter, something to the effect of um, we have fewer packs than the number of reservations. We oh, have. really? So however many people times 10 or 15 or 12 or four, however many people reserved. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, no, dude, they're all, they're always going to sell out. They Good they point. have enough data to know what they have to do to sell these things out. They know how many power users they have. They know how many people will buy 10, 20, 100 packs at a time if that's what they sell. And they're always they're always going to sell these packs out. It's it's just that simple. Because we all love to play the lottery. It, it's a gamble. Some of us can't go to the casino every week. This is our casino. Like it, it's just that simple. Yeah. So here here it is. You're you're right. I can't believe I missed this. Uh, it was like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. You said because more packs are requested than available, many collectors will not, or many collectors today will either not get any packs or not get the max packs that they ordered, uh, and then you'll be refunded. Wow. Yeah, I don't believe that necessarily. I, I think, you know, well, you if don't you reserve believe people... 15, maybe you'll get 12. There's no way in hell people who reserve packs aren't getting packs. Like that's that's impossible. There's 55,000 packs. There's five-ish thousand users. It's not possible. So it's Jay, you're, you're, you're putting on your conspiracy theory hat here and you're saying no. that no, everyone's going to get packs? Yes, yes. I, I will. Well, what else does that mean? It means that somebody who put in an, an offer for 15 packs, they're going to fill all 15 packs before they fill the next guy's order for two packs. That doesn't make any yes, sense. Yes, oh. I think that's what it means. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't. I that didn't doesn't make that. any sense. They oh, so it's going to go like one, 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 and then two, 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 like hit everyone that all way. All the way up to 13, like... 13, 13, 13, 13. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Why? Yeah, no. Why, why would you hurt some of your collectors intentionally who genuinely want to? buy the product just so somebody else can buy 10 that that, that just doesn't yeah, make any that makes sense. sense that makes yeah. sense i guess that just i don't know how that back end works but uh, it also doesn't matter like going back to my earlier point none of mm -hmm. this matters these are common packs for the most part with some little perks in them it's the first pack of the season people want to you know scratch the itch they want to gamble they want to you know try to win the lottery but this isn't the core top shot experience right like this this isn't really part and parcel of the game this is kind of a side thing that happens to appease people when they don't feel like they have anything else going on. I don't think it really matters in the scheme of things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. I don't know, man. I, I just wish, I, and maybe this is more of a me thing than a, a product thing. I just, it, they're seeing it just, I don't know something that there doesn't feel the same level of hype around it and excitement. Like even the way the thing was announced or was announced kind of just like another challenge went live. Right. It's just like a uh, ping went out and they were like, listen to this podcast about video clips. Uh, and then there, I, although I will say Austin's thread was pretty cool. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, to be fair, I think the people who used to hype things up were fired. Yeah. Well, so left. There's that too. They got rid of most of their social team. I think a lot of their content people. Um, mm. I think Sean has taken over. The, uh, the top shot handle on Twitter. He's followed everybody but me, which is dope. Um, yeah, I, I check too. I do, I do not have a follow. It's pretty. You don't have a follow? That makes no sense. It's become well, it's guilt by association. Obviously, you put me and Ben on your show. You're not going you to follow. You get it. Maybe they unfollowed me. That would be kind of funny. Uh, that would be funny. That'd be appropriate. <laughs> no, not yet. I think you got to be more positive. I think that's the way to get you the think? follow right now. You gotta. You gotta yeah. say. Although I don't is know that how you got it. A while ago, yeah. It's when all the I think I got it when all the other content creators were like, you know, it'd be sick. Like, let's get some, let's get some like cat cat nip NFTs out here and uh, talk about that. When all the content creators left, and they were like, all right, I guess we'll stay with Zakarian. Hold on, if, if, if we need to get more, if we need to get more positive, hold on, let me let me try something out here. All right, here we go. If we need to get part. Hey. <laughs> there you go. Hey. What what impression is this? What are we working on here? Get, get, 
Connected and collecting, baby. Oh, oh the, oh, the beard! And collected. Creticus! <laughs> there you go. That's pretty good. If I, if I do that, I'll get the follow. Uh, but anyway, that's okay. We're, we, we're not too worried about the follow. We're, uh, we're, we're just worried. We just want things to be running smooth, running nice. Um, yeah. yeah, I know, I know, I know the, like the launch of that pack could have been better, but in the grand scheme of things, it, it's just the, it's sort of the issue that I've seen for forever as someone who's been here from the beginning ish, which is just like this, this challenge of appreciating moments, appreciating the beautiful artwork, appreciating, like being able to tell the story of what's happened over the course of a season. But then the other flip side of that, which is like, ah, shit, I was here when prices were higher and now they're lower and there's too much floor, $2 crap. And it's like, how do you satisfy people who have both of those feelings? And I think obviously the people at Top Shot would prefer that you just fell in that camp and not at all in this camp. And I think that a lot of the people who spend time thinking about this stuff and critiquing this stuff and watching streams like this are probably a little bit in both buckets. Yeah, um, and, I, I think that's and, I, and I think that's what's so challenging. Um, so I, I definitely it's a balance. It's a balance, but like when you're when you were here in the beginning, it's incredibly difficult. Or not the bro. Beginning. We were not here in the beginning. We were here. I, after I wish the I beginning. was here in the beginning. When you we were here, here at the beginning of the end. When you're here in the beginning of the end. That's when we were here. <laughs> and then and then you see what what how things were, and then you compare the two. It becomes very difficult because if you think about it, what they what they want this platform to be, and actually that's what I like. If if you disregard price completely then these new sets and things are actually really clever. Like these, the spotlight set, it's like, it's trying to tell a story of the season. Sure. And this, and this rookie set, it's like, Oh, these are the rookies of the season. And it's, and it's like nicely dividing it and making it more collectible as well. That's all really nice. And from like a design and organization standpoint and understanding standpoint, it's awesome. But then the problem like, is the product doesn't really lend itself to telling the story. The way the way that they're activating the product and the experiences they're giving people, it's not a storytelling platform. Like there, there's really nothing to do with these narratives. If they were really about storytelling and narratives, they they'd lean more into rivalries, right? They they lean into if you're on a team leaderboard for the Nets and you know that they hate the Knicks, they would hype that up and make that a core part of the collecting experience. They pit, you know, team communities against team. Like they're not a narrative based product. So you've got Austin and uh, Brandon out there, you know, who are, you know, hardcore hoop heads like us. Like they love the game. They, yeah. they love the history of the game. They love telling stories. They love diving into the nuances of the plays and why plays matter. But on a product level, they're not actually bringing any of that to life. So there's just a, a massive disconnect. So if you're a new user or a, a potential user coming out there and you somehow some way, come into contact with one of Austin's awesome threads and you come onto the platform within a week, you'll be like, where's that narrative storytelling within the product itself. There's a flash challenge and this guy's spinning a wheel and that de determines what I need. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's just a super disconnect. Um, but and, I think and, those are know. two different things, Jay. And but, but I not. hear, I hear, I it's hear the, what you're it's saying. The core product experience. But we need um, to talk about how we get that new user. And according to the VIP chat, the $60 million marketing spend is actually just going to be them selling packs to get new users. Well, they've alluded to that before as well. Said, How are you going to market this product? We're going to sell it. What do you mean? That's what they said. But they've, but they've alluded to that in the past. And that's another reason why there was only 55,000 packs this time was because when Janie was, was telling us about like their plans, 
um, she said something around the lines of whenever we have these pack drops, those are like experiences that attract more and more people and more and more new people and et cetera. So like, so that's how I would answer that. Um, they that's they they think the pack drop is. is Where the have most they announced they're attractive. selling this pack other than Twitter? Right, exactly. I, they're not using it to onboard new users. What, who's we, the, we're who's all in culture. We're we're all watching basketball. We're we're super connected to the sport. We're connected to all the content out there. I, I yeah. I mean, I even Benedict anymore. Matherin didn't tweet it out. No, the NBA that's, didn't that, tweet that, it out. That's a big old right. sticky issue. Malcolm but go Robin ahead. Didn't tweet it out. No, like, but Cam it, is saying it. that that it, it's not uh, intended to drive new user acquisition because they're not promoting this pack drop. They're not getting Benedict Matherin fans. They're selling us Benedict Matherin. No, right. I know. You're absolutely right. But obviously their data shows that, oh, a bunch of new people open packs. But Mike, you're about to make a point. Go ahead. Uh, I th- Mets, I think you've said this before. I, I just don't know if they want to market it right now, right? Like right. I think I think that's really what it is. And I, and I think they're probably slowly walking back the – the 35 to a hundred yeah, million no dollars they were going to put into marketing that no I think like when we heard it too, we're like, okay, yeah, we'll see it when we see it. And, uh, and like, of course that's where we've landed I mean, to me. I think that's like the bigger overall issue. When I think about a lot of this stuff, um, I think they, they have uh, created this environment where, and it's the people aren't always super fair too. Like, I think we suck as a, as a group of people, but I think that, they they have consistently through whether their fault or extenuating circumstances have put out expectations out there and then have consistently fallen short of those expectations again not all of that their responsibility i think some other stuff um you know some some other stuff has forced that to happen that way but i think time and time again whether it was directly from top shot i know for some reason roham like never receives any sort of flack or criticism but i think like how many times has he come on to a spaces or a thing? And it's been like, Hey, you know what, actually, like you guys are going to get a fuck ton of flow in a couple of weeks. Like, so no big deal. And then instead we all like blame top shot for that. And I'm like, nah, they, that's, that's coming from the top. And this is the thing that I've been hammering forever now that this, it's like an infrastructure leadership pro like there's definitely disconnect from the top all the way down. And, uh, people will misconstrue that at me attacking an individual or something like that. Nah, it's, it's, it's an organizational leadership thing that needs to be addressed in order for stuff to improve in my opinion anyways. And I'm not like, whatever, dude, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but that that is like, that is what I'm seeing. And then I feel bad for the people in those positions, whether it's top shot strike, testy nuts, whatever else is on flow. When some, when something like that is said, then they all have to scramble in order to, to like try to meet these expectations that like really weren't identified or achievable to, to begin with. Um, Anyway, Mike, it sounds like you need an angst pillow. I'm just going to put it out there right <laughs> no, now. And, I know, I, I, and you can't say that that what you Mike, you know how you kind of get soundbited and they say it's kind of about one person specifically. Well, Carrie, who was just fired, um, go on her Instagram an hour ago. You could hear her talking about how leadership and the vision is not the same thing the way it's portrayed. And. She she worked ninety hour weeks. You could go on her Instagram, and she's a verified person. So I mean, it's not, this is public info, and yeah, you know, there's just a bunch of things. I'm not going to spoil it. How about you go get it and hear it directly from um, the horse's mouth? They say, but I I would use a different animal. But all right, I would, you um, know, a human, like but you know, but like horses. Mouth, like <laughs> keep our DMs out of this show. How many right. times do we have anyway, to talk um, about? let's move on right along uh but no no, 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 candy let me say one one thing on that yeah to mike um 
I'm just saving so like, Mike from being called a sexist because we have a woman saying that the leadership isn't matching what it should no. be. And she's I, and to be clear, in professional I'll, sports for 10 years. That's part of her yeah. story. She's saying, listen, I've, I'm working 90 hour weeks. I haven't slept in the same bed two nights in a row for the past year and a half. She's really pleading her case. And, you Sounds know, like I, me I could, before I got married. I could, <laughs> uh, here's here's what what I would say to that is like, I don't know if you guys have been part of startup culture. Um, Carrie just had, you know, her perhaps her first introduction to like crazy ass startup culture. Like there's what she said. there's super disconnect. Like leadership is always like going a mile a minute, and like they're they're in their you know hot air balloon, uh, kind of uh, figuring out their scorched earth policy. Um, and you know the people on the ground are are just trying to pick up the pieces and figure it out. Um, I've been working in the startup space, you know, for the last couple of years and on and off throughout my career. Like it's always a fucking shit show. So like in, in defense of, of Roham and, and whomever else at Dapper, like, yeah, man, like that's part of the job. Like coming to work for a startup in a brand new industry in a turbulent time, sure. in a volatile space, like it's always going to be a shit show. Um, like nobody's done this before. So, you know, I'm a critic, obviously, oftentimes, but at the same time, like, yeah, you got to be realistic about it. Sure. I what I will push back on and I've there's plenty of like buzzwords people will use to justify things like this. But like startup culture isn't an excuse for bad. And like Web3 isn't like, oh, it's Web3. That's not an excuse for bad. Right. That's like show me good in Web3. Who the fuck is doing good in Web3 with few exceptions? Yeah. Andy, Andy, he's doing. <laughs> Andy's, Andy's winning. Crushing. Andy's crushing. But like, but truly, like that's that's where my frustration always comes when people use a buzzword or, uh, and I'm not saying that's what you were doing, Jay. But like, in general, where it's like, dude, yeah, man, that's like Web three, and I'm like, Web three is not an excuse for you to suck at getting communication out. Like, that's not an excuse for that because you. It's not like this is your first fucking job. Like, you worked in Web two before you came to Web three, so you. Well, know not really stuff. though. I mean. Because you're right, right? Like they hire like lawyers to create their game. They hired a compliance officer, right. you know, to help lead marketing. They hired they hired somebody from like a DFS platform, right? So like they thought they were bringing in really good people, but these people actually don't really have experience in Web three, um, right? So you know that's there. There's that. So, but that is still tied to them being bad at hiring people yeah. then, right? Like Clearly. it all goes back to this. And I, again, I'm not saying individuals shouldn't have their jobs or bad or whatever, yeah. but I'm, I am saying that like, I, I just, I don't know. I just, I feel like I hear that all the time. They not are just bad at not hiring people because I interviewed and they didn't hire me. Yeah. Well, Bro, I interviewed the, one of the head people there said, I want to hire you, but somebody on the team said, I can't hire you. <laughs> yeah. I've. So. It's, you know what I'm saying? Like getting uh, vetoed to not work somewhere is insane. But it's Web three. But it's Web three. Hey, Tandy, um, there's some good things that Top Shot did this week. You want to talk about some of that stuff? Yeah, let's. Uh, I, you know, I, I keep. I've been saying this for the last several months. I need a video for like when we want to start simping. Um, I guess we'll just use this one. I want that one so bad, Mike. All right, can I All ask right. a really stupid question? And like this, just most shows of your you questions are. But go ahead. Disconnected, Jay. I am from the culture. Yeah, you Who don't is know what that, that is. Dude? I don't oh, know. Man. I've seen that dude on everything. I don't Tim watch Robinson? TV. Who the yeah, fuck Tim, is that dude? Tim Robinson. Yeah, comedian, and he came. But he's, he, is he, he made on this like a popular show. Netflix. I think okay. you should leave. Mm -hmm. He's also right you should now? check out the Detroiters that used to be on Comedy Central. That's a fantastic show, uh, and he wow. was on SNL for a hot minute too. 
Okay. Yeah, he has a clip that was very NBA related where he does okay. the NBA theme song and he he okay. does that at like a wedding or something. I, I'm sure you've seen this before, Mike, where he's doing like that NBA theme song, the guy with the long hair. What was the guy named? The NBA and NBC? Oh, uh, uh, oh my God. Um, who's uh, that tall guy with like the long hair and he like did it, did it, did it, yeah, did it. Uh, and they're like, dumb. they're like playing it at a wedding and the it's musician. just really silly. Yeah. yeah, no one knows the uh, name, huh? John Tesh, is that right? Yes, John yes, Tesh. John Tesh. Tesh. Yes. Good job, yeah, good job, Jay. You have won this round. Basketball guy, maybe could help a basketball brand. I don't know. Yeah, I don't Tesh. know. You see, just because you knew it was John Tesh, I don't know if that means you're an insta hire. <laughs> I think I think it does. I think it's over. Um, anyhow, I'm not saying you're not hireable. I just don't know if John. Te- I just don't know if John Tesh puts it over the I'm top. I'm so combustible, Mike. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so there have been there have been some nice Agreed, pieces of news bro. today, um, today, and I think yesterday. So today we heard about the uh, Clay Thompson event. So it's kind of the usual, right? That the top three collectors of Clay Thompson, the top three collectors of the Warriors, one random person from the top thousand, and then one other random person, I think. And you get to go there. You get to go do whatever with Clay Thompson. Hopefully, go out on the water with him. Who knows? That is a. Uh, I would love that if they and probably can't for insurance purposes or liabilities, <laughs> but that would be incredible. That would. be I incredible. mean, they own a yacht. It's not like they can't just use that yeah. one. Well, they don't yeah. own the yacht. He owns the yacht. So he owns they. That's a good point. They or they them. At least for the next twelve to eighteen months. Let's figure. So here's the thing, and I'm sure most of you probably feel the same way, but Jay, I saw that you on Twitter were saying how much you love this yeah. and how, how much you're just really excited for Alexo. They call um, me Mr. Positivity. You know what yeah. it is? After I'm super critical, I always feel the need to just be super complimentary. And then at some point, I'll probably become super critical again. Um, yeah, you got to yeah, keep them I mean, on their toes. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Alex. I'm happy for Dingling. Oh, yeah. I'm happy for uh, Cute Nick. Um, Man, you should see some of those VIP transcripts. Some of these people are not who they purport themselves to be. Um, but but yeah, man. Still cute Nick ugly? No, no, <laughs> cute, cute and and super nice. Uh everybody's super nice in there. Uh, they're very respectful of the minivans as they call them, uh, the rest of the collectors on the platform. But listen, that's another story for another day. Um the minivan. It's a so funny um but yeah. uh no i i think it, it's awesome that alex is going to travel the world with nba top shot he's going to become best friends with meg um and uh maybe no, she could teach I, him how to hoop no have you seen alex hoop it ain't happening but that's what um, i'm saying oh, i've seen meg, alex take a couple jumpers we we've seen alexa take a couple jumpers listen the world would have never seen it the world should never sure, see yeah, it he would listen tandy i think here, it's good hold on it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's These good. But obviously, there's, but obviously yeah, so there's what? ways they so, need to comp- So 75% of the people are the people who are spending the most money. That's what happens in life. Like at least 25% of the winners could be random. They could be anybody on the platform. What do we want? Like 75% of the winners, you know, uh, invest $20 in, in the platform. Then everybody's no. going to cry that there's no kind of cost for entry. And then the platform can't survive that. You have to reward your biggest collectors. I think it's really smart that, People in VIP are getting free tickets to the tour events. That's how it should. That one was awesome. See, that one makes more sense, by the way, because that one is not just like top three, where like to get to that top three is basically impossible at this point. If you're if you're anywhere like farther down, what in my opinion, so that that's a great example. So hopefully they're moving more in that direction. 
because they, well, they have to broaden it out. Still, it can go towards the people who are dropping the big bucks, and they should yeah. get that. Then there should always be some one random schmo who gets to go, right? Yeah. And, um, and and they just try to be a little more strategic here because if these are marketing events, yeah. but you're sending the same three guys to every event, then how's that broadening your reach exactly? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, but I, I think like, I think it should be a mix. Like I, I, if Alexo dropped just freaking coin and so did Dingling, yeah, yeah, they should hang out with Clay Thompson. I'm fine with that. Exactly. But I, I love the idea, you know, maybe instead of giving me 15 more flash challenge moments, you know what? You complete tonight's flash challenge. There's 10 raffle tickets into an opportunity to go to the next tapped in. And that spans the entire, like each time you complete one, you get X amount of tickets that go in for the entirety of like the season or whatever. So every time we spin the wheel for, we love wheels. Every time we do it for tapped in, I don't know, just getting a little more creative with trying to get yeah. people to these IRL things. I think, I think that is the way to go. I love that. And that, and that, I think that's also a way, cause I wanted to ask you guys too, um, we, we can talk about the burning for a second. And what I'm alluding to as well is like the burning was great. Although something I didn't perceive that I read on Twitter was like all those sort of strange other S1 TSDs of, of these players. It wasn't their like actual TSD. It was those weird, more expensive ones. Mm-hmm. And the actual TSDs were not touched yet. So those are, they're still holding on to those. Um, they're not going to, so be that touched. was a, that was a little confusing, so I, I'm not quite sure what's going on Can with you those. Back? All right, so, so you got... They're not going to burn the stuff we, we really want them to burn. They're so not they're burning burn... R, like RJ Barrett's other moment, not yeah. the triple badge? Exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, but they're burn- I think like for some of the like some of the stuff I did like the challenge rewards I thought was good. Um, I thought like the because they're burning some of the MGLEs too from the right from the series one MGLE. So I like I think I don't know. I know like some people who are really into the MGLE TSCs. I was glad they did that, too. I'm curious why they're not doing the rest of those those other base hit series ones like I'm, I'm i'm wondering what the thought maybe because they want to continue these like locker room pack type shit no doubt um, that's they, 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 they want to continue to lift up the the floor they've made it clear they they want the floor to always be worth something um they they want to continue to put dope shit in the locker room packs it's also unfortunately who knows if it's intentional or not it just continues to feed the early adopter beast right because like who even has these uh, challenge rewards from series one it's it's the early adopters i didn't even know half of these moments existed they were not even on my radar yeah. um so those are the guys that got them this is a way to protect them you know from more competition uh, but but i think also from what i was told um yeah exactly john from what i was told in, in a lot of these cases people never actually earned these moments right like they did challenges and they over minted for whatever right. reason so I guess it's a nod to the people who went through the process and played the game that, you know, nobody else can kind of swoop in and, and steal their thunder, whatever. It's not a big deal. So yeah. Alonzo's going to get burned to hell. I guess. That's fine. It's time yeah, to I think it was like a he got game Lonzo or something. Nobody or collects those be, anyway, really. Yeah. Right? Like they're, no one they're, cares about the LA to New York yeah. set and, and those weird ones. But Yeah, it would have been great, you know, if they had burned the rest of the Series 1 supply because I think – it's those series one common moments that in a lot of ways have been holding up the market for a year and a half. People have been afraid to buy them because they know that there's just this continual leak of new stuff coming out. But in theory, those should be the grails. That's the stuff that was kind of the original um, high end stuff on the platform. And it's just, it's, it's happened that way. It's continued to kind of go down and down and down. Every time they do a new locker drop, people pull them for 
a couple bucks. They flip them. They continue to push the market down. Guys like Andy, they want out. They got a hundred of each. They push the market down. It would be nice to just kind of end the insanity, but they, I, they've decided. I saw uh, Safa's comment there too. I didn't even think about that, but maybe because the community voted on how to do it, um, they're they feel like they're obligated to stick to that. That's a that's a good point. Uh, but I, even I when that. we voted on it, we thought we were unloading them all at once. I remember yeah, the, no, yeah. the realization when they were like, hey, it's for the next 18 I months. sure as hell thought we were voting to release them all. Everybody did. No one the was next like, locker packs. No one voted on that being like, oh, yeah, this will be great over no. the next year and a half. <laughs> no, we got duped. We got duped. Yeah. Yeah, and Noam actually made a good uh, comment as well, which is like when they did the um, – the trading in your trade tickets or not trade tickets, trading your rares for the, you know, the NBA, whatever league pass. Um, this was such a great idea for so many reasons, but the biggest reason of course, is that it is not an inflationary reward. It's a completely deflationary reward. You're not getting moments in return. Um, and I think that blends really well with what you said, Mike, which was use, use those trade tickets as like raffle tickets. Um, and I wish they would just lean into that. And if, it, if it's not going to be that, then it's got to be something also like the locker room packs for the S1 then where like it's on their radar. I can tell you that. Yeah. I mean, Matt yeah. came into VIP recently and he hears it all the time. Like Matt's the guy that is determining how all the game mechanics work. Like it's him, right? Like yeah. everybody knows that by now. No, I'm just like, he gets bombarded with ideas. He responds to them. He's like, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. I'd love to be able to do that. I think they don't have the tech to facilitate yeah. a lot of the things they want to do for some reason. That's why we haven't seen locking challenges as part of flash challenges yet. They know that people loved the, uh, the league pass promotion. They know that people loved being able to, to part with some stuff they didn't want in order to get something they did want. And it helps the overall economy. It helps their other mm -hmm. uh, collection. So they definitely want to do more of that. You know, I've advocated for things like, you know, uh, get a pair of Nikes, right. Or, or, you know, bring in brand partners who can, um, not just provide new utility to people who are collecting within the platform, but also um, it becomes uh, a revenue center, right? You bring in big brands that in theory want to reach this web savvy basketball loving fan base. They'll spend presumably a decent amount of money to put their shit inside of locker packs or inside of, um, you know, rewards for, uh, for flash challenges. It doesn't have to be moments all the time. Why has that happened? I don't know. It's shocking to me. I, you know, I work yeah. in web three. There's not a sports brand out there that doesn't want to uh, further ingratiate themselves to a web three user base. So I don't know. It's true. So here, by the way, the first challenge has gone live from this pack. Uh, this is from, of course, the fresh threads rare, which I actually do like. I thought the fresh threads common was such a throwaway garbagey set that no one really cared about. And I, and I think that choosing, Fewer players, more higher impact players, and putting it in a rare set is fine. Um, but anyway, I was curious what this was going to be. I was curious if maybe you'd have to burn or use some of those old moments. It turns out not the case. You have to just lock these other three rares to, earn, finals. to earn the uh, DeJounte Murray. Um, I'm trying to recall how many rares there were to total. So then the next one is also going to just probably be the same thing. I thought it was seven moments. I don't know. Whatever. I wish this included something with the S3 set. That's what, he That's what I'm saying. saying. That's yeah, what I'm saying. I like, wish, you I should wish have it was to, like, something, yeah. Right. Um, like burn 10 of them or something. Mm -hmm. Or lock. 
just lock have the set locked and then have one fresh thread from you know the new thing the new packs mm -hmm. i have an unrelated like that, question get, I'm, I'm like looking at the chat while while we're talking okay since when did john and jeb join your is it because mike is here what do you mean the jeb's jeb, here like all the time is their show is later they're just trying to you know drop links like mike said I I like John's comment though. Did you guys see they're giving John away really wants to talk about the jerseys? <laughs> we had a laugh about that. Oh, yeah, I thought I the thought that jerseys. was an old comment, but I think he's coming back again. Did you guys miss I the four jerseys? I think he said it about eleven times from what I can track. <laughs> I mean, I I actually didn't mind that. I I thought because here's the thing Who when I was it's, when, it's fine. It's not a bad. Yeah, it's, thing. it's it's harmless. No, it is I, fine. It is fine. I think what what I loved is that the my entire timeline was making fun of how terrible these jerseys are, and then the okay. one top shot tweet I got was like, "How about four? And like I just <laughs> loved the idea. It just felt very poetic. <laughs> I like mm. the Hawks jerseys. I, I I fuck with them. I want one. Yeah, the Hawks was a fun. I yeah, it was mostly I've seen Charlotte, Golden State. Um, I Golden saw State's those get weird. dunked. Yeah, the Golden State one was really weird. Uh, I thought Portland's was fine. I mean, we can but... we can bring those up. Let's see him. Let's see him. We'll see which ones are terrible. I I mean, I know Mike, you shared the the clit one, which is definitely confusing. Sorry. Um. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. didn't see the clit one. Here I'd it is. Like you see fourth from the top. Um. Uh, that seems to be the Charlotte Clits. Oh yeah. Must be an expansion team. Um, it looks different yeah. than when I used to look at it. I heard from people from Charlotte who were like, actually, that's we like this better than when they put CHA because no one in Charlotte refers to Charlotte as CHA. Um, it's so that's CLP. pretty that I mean, that, that's pretty bad. You, you're happier that your jersey says clit on it than CHA. I mean, that's pretty bad. Is that I'm like just, the people who I'm impressed <laughs> most of the top shot people got that joke just considering most of them are virgins? I was surprised. Uh, <laughs> I didn't I didn't find it. <laughs> yeah, Wait, that, was it, it, that was my joke. That was my joke. Is it still a virgin if you have sex with trees? With trees? trees? Yeah. Is <laughs> that qualify as a virgin? <laughs> well, no, he's talking about the the collector bits, right? <laughs> oh, trees, oh, like trees. Uh, am, like, am I missing the, something? In the, in the yard, hugging. You haven't seen those videos? Oh, people having sex with trees. Am I missing something? Apparently, yeah. I don't know. What's All right, going anyway, on here. let's continue. Um, this would yeah, be the it, moment that Ben got the show canceled, by the way. Like, if he was <laughs> no. here, this is the moment where it would have happened. Yeah. Ben is but rolling yeah. in his neck brace right now. I know. Is is the that brace they put on the dogs Mike and they don't want to lick themselves? The you got hurt? Yeah, I don't ben think... got hurt? Ben's been in a neck brace for like, what, three months now? Yeah, Ben. He but he could take it off. Exotic... That's when he comes on stream. He could take it off. Like the, the up and down motion. He did too much of that. <laughs> no, he was doing one of those very exotic yoga yoga poses, and he like broke his neck or something. So now he's in one of those dog collars where you can't lick yourself. He's but anyway, the yeah, he's got a cone on. But but the Warriors jersey looks like something off of AliExpress. Let's be serious. That looks that that might be worse than the clit jersey. It's a yeah. rose. It's like a feather, or I mean, yeah. a flower. Why did I say feather? It's and a flower, who, I think. Who, why we got a flower? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. The Milwaukee, they got to stop doing this blue thing. They've yeah, done it I two agree. years in a row, and it's so yeah, it weird. Terrible. It's so weird to see Giannis in blue. Oh. I like that the Knicks just did a Knicks jersey. They're like, <laughs> fuck <laughs> it. Here's just a normal jersey. Yeah, I know. Knicks, that's, that's, they, they all their jerseys the always look like that. Yeah. That, oh, man. It's just terrible. There's a lot of terrible jerseys here. The Dallas I like one, the I think. You like what the about Atlanta PDX? One? I think Atlanta looks good, man. Am Atlanta looks pretty good, too. PDX is like the Portland airport or something like that. I think. I don't know. Yeah, the Portland. Um, 
terrible. The Orlando. Did, did the Top Shot collectors normal. get the – is that the crew? Yeah, did they get the, the name of the jersey? Is that Top Shot utility? Oh, I don't Wait. think so. <laughs> or what are they? No, nah, they're like the Blazer. What are they called? They, they have a cool right name. Now? Rip City Packs or something? Oh, yeah, oh, the, oh, pa- oh, the Rip, Rip City. City. I was just making a joke, like they, you know, the teams always have some weird acronym. Like every team oh, has okay. their own little thing. Mike, know. when are they, when are they? When is Rip City shipping you out there to stream from a bar? Uh I, I don't, I don't know. They haven't <laughs> been in. They haven't reached out yet. I think the Nuggets collectors should do that. You know, you've I, been a strong Nuggets fan for a very dude. long time, and I think the captain should hit you up. Do you know what I, I tried to do? I tried to push this. I don't know if it's going to happen. It probably won't. But I tried to push that they should be doing something similar to that for these tour events, right? Because, like, when we went out to Summer League, you know, they do – Top Shot will do, like, a curated video that uh, that will come out, like, a week later or something like that. And it's really good. It is, like, they always do a really good job with that. But I just think, like, there's – this. These types of events are really, really cool, but only a small group of people, a small population is going to be able to go to them. If you can find ways – to make it seem like the people that can attend are still engaging with it a little bit. I just think that 100%. goes a long way. And Sean it makes promised like me he's going to do that for the record. A couple of weeks ago, I posted something about why aren't they, you know, promoting and publicizing what these team captains are doing. And I got a DM like two minutes later saying, Hey, can you please stop, you know, <laughs> killing us about not supporting the team captains programs? I assure you it's, it's on our radar. We're going to start doing it. So, so, yeah. so he said they're going to start doing what now? He was vague about it, but he basically said they're going to start promoting more of what the team captains are doing, their events, their, you know. But their, I don't, I don't uh, think that's really. I mean, I don't, I, that's kind of what Mike's saying, but not, not a hundred percent. I mean, the the way I see it is this: let's 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 pretend the the Nets play a game tonight, Jay. Yeah. And Ben Simmons scores not just six points, but he scores sixteen points. Whoa! And, and everyone is freaking the hell out future hall of famer, Ben Simmons. And you're like, I got to see those highlights, right? Yeah. Well, you're going to go to your computer that night or that right. morning in my case, and go check out those highlights. Right. You're not going to wait a week and a half later and then watch right. those highlights. And right to be now, fair, it'll probably be a week and a half later before he scores again. So <laughs> well, it, it. it'll probably take but, him a week and a half to score 16 points. But, yeah. the, but, but like, yeah, that that's the whole point. It's got like this web three. It's mm-hmm. like immediate. You want immediacy. Yeah. You, and that's you what want I, what's happening live. Yeah. And that was the pitch. I was like, well, what if we did something where, because like when we went to Summer League the first time, we like churned out a vlog like pretty much immediately. And I was like, yeah. Dude, just s- send us out there. We'll do a live stream so that it can be like fun for the people that aren't there. And then like either to start the next day, we'll have like, assuming Summer League's like a three day event, right? Or four day event when Top Shot Collectors are out there. The beginning of each day, there's a like video recap of what just happened. So like everyone else can still participate. Find other ways for them to be able to engage because they're not going to be there instead of them just feeling like they're missing out. I just think there's way, and I'm again, I'm pumping my own bags. I'm like, I would like to do this. But I think, you know, utilize the content creators that are out there. How many people tuned too. into your uh, your live stream at the, uh, the, the Atlanta one? Yeah. I think we're the the Atlanta one um was like 300. We had like 300 live viewers, I think. That's and then the yeah, and then the, wait, what'd you say that's what changing? That's he's, world he's saying that's world that's changing. World changing. Yeah, I think no, well, he's trying I, to be but, sarcastic. That's almost that's like 10% of the top shot community. So that's pretty solid. <laughs> and then uh and then we had uh I think a little bit less, I think like 100 150 or something for like the the Knicks one that we did. But it's uh, tough because the quality isn't there right like to to be able to broadcast something live or share an experience with a virtual audience it has to be high quality because part of what we're doing is is we're catering to existing users but everything that they invest in 
it has to have a nod towards yeah. if I'm a new user wanting to come into this ecosystem, what's going to attract me? I couldn't hear a fucking thing you were saying when you were broadcasting oh, right. from that game. And if I was doing it backed by a company that just sold 55,000 packs, like, hey, <laughs> maybe maybe you pay for a fucking camera. I Like, I wouldn't, if we were right. doing it for them, right? Yeah. I wouldn't be doing it. Like, I did it on uh, my budget. So, yeah. like, that is what that's going to look like, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah. if you had, like, there are definitely ways to do it. We've seen, we've seen like, live streams from different You know what events. you should have done, Mike, honestly? I don't even know why you didn't think of this. You should have asked um, Jack at So Rare if he could have pitched in. They, they have money. He probably could have pitched <laughs> in to get you a better video set up. Would have been a much better broadcast. Listen, it's a, Top Shot always has the first uh, first dibs, and then when they inevitably tell me yes, but then no, uh, that's when I'll reach. That's when I'll reach out to So Rare. That's usually how that goes. That's yeah, that, that's how that went down. But like, uh, um, I will say though, Mike, the video you guys made for Summer League two years ago, that was that was very good. And that's what um, I'm saying. Like you do the live stream and then have a, a, a different, a separate thing. That's just like a vlog like we did for, yeah, that summer league one was fire. That's Disney. That's Disney money right there with Greg. Dunbar pumped that out. How long did that take him to edit? Oh, uh, not long. Like Greg. So uh, Greg can do that in a, in like an hour usually. Like if one we have hour? all the footage ready to go. Yeah. That one probably took him a little bit longer, but so fun fact, Greg and I met at a leadership high school camp like 20 years ago. And, uh, we're like, we worked together on some shit afterwards. And so like part of the thing that we would do is we would shoot these videos like during the day and then have them ready for viewing that night. So you can like turn that stuff around in like an hour or so. So he's an hour. He's a oh superstar. Yeah. Yo, can I stop this for a second? Go ahead. Jay. You guys see the news an hour ago? Kyrie was let go by the Nets. No, he, did you just get up? got? You get got again by a fake Woj account? Did I? Yeah, no, probably. Oh, shit. Somebody like texted it. me, and now I'm looking at Twitter, and I think it was fake. Mother. This yeah. is this is the problem with this uh, ingenious <laughs> idea. And they had a, a fucking blue check mark like yeah, Mike. Blue check. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right, listen, I uh, no wait. Full <laughs> disclosure: I tried to do this for Tony. But then I, I was in my Tony account. I wanted to verify Tony. And then all of a sudden it said no. And then when I flipped over to my account, I was verified. I was pretty pissed off about Interesting. it. Interesting. So there you Are go. 21,000. Yes. Uh, I don't think I can actually. I mean, I'm in like Portugal. They don't let you, but um, okay. there's 21 and a half thousand likes. Yeah. 8,441. Okay. To be fair, I got a text. So that's what, okay. <laughs> Look at those retweets going. They're going wild right now. This is what this is the problem here. It is a problem. And, and you could tip people that are verified now. I mean, you could tip. Is that people the incentive not... of being verified? I mean, you could tip. If you hit back, that. it says. Here, here oh, you go, I Jay. There, know. there you go. Brooklyn Nets store star. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> there you go. That's, so, that's where you're getting here. Balling. Can we talk about that's... KD for a second? That's, well, sure. that's all he's got oh, left. Good. That's all he's got left. He's been okay. Tore his penis off. Back to regular scheduled broadcasting. Oh, you don't want to talk about Katie's penis? All right, fine. Um, so I think he'll drop into NLL. We'll talk about it. Mm, oh, that's <laughs> NLL. That's true. Let's let's talk about Katie's involvement in the NLL. Here we go. Here, let's take a live look at him. All right. So Jay, so give it. <laughs> give I'll, I'll always insight. bring back the fact that we gave kd a nine lives lounge membership for free we? the community 
Let, Wasn't let one Cam guy? take credit for it. What? Cam, tell us what you did. What did I do? You, what'd you do to KD? You gave him a, a bunch of stuff? Nah, this is what should have happened. Is when we gave KD all the, the Nine Lives Lounge membership requirements, all 30 moments as a community, we look mm. back and think that was before the cutoff, the Snapchat for the hoodie and the hat. Why did he never get the hoodie and the hat if he got it and he got into the snapshot? You know, like, why wasn't that, you know, pushed or agreed upon on the next deal that they did with KD or the next deal that they did with KD um, with the email situation? So there was there was a constant thing like there was a contract and he was doing things periodically and that wasn't part of it. Why did he not go to a press conference wearing the little moment symbol? If because he's he a part owner with the boardroom, <laughs> yes. like he owns he, ding, the ding, 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 yeah, ding, man, dude, th- these guys are in such high demand. Like these guys get paid millions and millions of dollars for endorsements. You think he gives a fuck about a hoodie and a fucking hat? Like, yeah. come on, man. But I'm saying, like, yeah, Top it's Shot adorable has the that a bunch to of... make him care whether it's monetarily or not. Okay. It didn't work. It didn't work. He probably came into that discord, saw a bunch of nerds arguing each other calling each other minivans or whatever the fuck they do in that discord. And he's like, you know what? This probably ain't for me. I already get enough of nerds on Twitter. I'm just going to go back to my regularly scheduled life. Um, and that, that was that, but, um, but was it not mailed to him? Did he just like throw it away? Like what's the story Dude, on guys it? Guys like that get things mailed to them every day. He probably has fucking 20 closets full of free shit that he gets. But why yeah. wasn't it? mandated that he take a picture in it why didn't they have that ready for their commercial and photo shoot like why because was whoever it... cut the deal with them didn't include it in the deal yeah. i don't and know they're that, not that, thinking that, about their vip their, their i guarantee you if customers. dior or dave from nfl all day cut the deal with them all that shit would have been included because you see the athletes they do deals with those and guys they go above and beyond shit. yeah because they care and because they're probably being paid for it but here's your counterpoint they're doing that shit better and it still doesn't matter like NFL all day some shambles, so I don't yeah. know, I don't think it matters. But yeah, I agree that uh, like it would have been great to see uh, KD in in his gear at the you know at the podium. However, what did he wear last night at the podium? That's organic marketing though. Like I, I don't no one think knows. We're, we're missing that. No, but it's not. It's only organic. That he would wear that, and it's NFL and I mean NBA people going hey da 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 da, and he's just wearing it, and it's making it part of the culture. It's more aware brand awareness. And he doesn't even have to say what it is. It's just wearing it, them seeing a little NBA Top Shot logo, him wearing this little box hat, and the back says NBA Top Shot. Like, it really speaks for itself. And he does, they don't even have to market it. They just have to print a hoodie and a hat, pay him whatever it takes to wear it, or just maybe, make it part of the deal. And then he wears it one time out in public, and that's it. And, but and maybe if KD heard about Top Shot from other people besides top shot he'd think it was cool enough to want to embrace it as part of his personal brand like that's that's the reality of the situation like top shot is a lifestyle brand in in that regard and there's thousands and thousands of lifestyle brands out there that you're now competing with and if you want to get on the radar of somebody who's super powerful who has lots of brands and people and influencers in his ear you got to be cool like sorry you know these these guys aren't going to be rocking a brand that they don't think is cool and top shot's just not cool yet I mean, he hung out with Jacob, and Jacob's cool. Okay. That's true. That is true. But Jacob didn't th- come with the hat and the hoodie either. It's just like, it blows my mind, man. When we talk about this is the Soho house of Web3 and everything else, and 
they're just not putting those people even first or even just in mind because that would have just been part of the checklist. Like it should just naturally be that. And I'm, I'm saying that as someone from the nine lives lounge, but they want to talk about how they invented web three and they did all web three with crypto kitties and nine lives lounge is a homage to cats and crypto kitties. Like it just, they will reboot it at some point. They're going to reboot nine lives lounge. I promise you. well, I, I, I have to dip in a minute, but I do. I want to make this point because uh, I think it kind of ties back into what I was saying earlier. And like you were talking about like organic marketing and you're talking about how it's supposed to be the so like, but that was a reactionary thing, right? Like that wasn't the intent for it to be the Soho house like that. That happened because people got like so hyped up about it, dropped so many dollars on it. And then everybody was like, holy shit, like this wasn't how it was supposed to go. So then we say a thing and now it's on the company to figure out how to make that thing happen. And then we've kind of been and I'm not that's not even a shot at the nine lives. They quote said it it was that no one said it before them. No, I I think what Mike is saying is a guy said it. Nobody else knew he was going to say it. And then they were all like, what does that mean? And how are we? doing that right and so what Mm. i'm saying i'm like circling that back down to like a truck full of flow and like how these things get said and then everyone else now has to scramble to make that happen and i think that's like a tall order and then it ends up being like the only reason to not shout out dumbo i do love dumbo but the reason the nine lives lounge has been somewhat successful or successful i don't i'm not in it so i don't know but it's because of the work that the community collectors are already putting in right like that's where that's coming from it has its own issues because even locking a Nine Lives Lounge set doesn't do anything. I haven't gotten a reward for it since locking has been invented. You know, just like certain things like that. It's so, just, it, I, I don't get it. I don't get what locking truly is doing other than letting them create more moments now. It's it's just I, I want consistency. Well, yeah. that's not entirely true, Cam. I mean, locking locking your Warriors moments gives you a chance to meet Clay. A tiny, tiny, tiny chance, but... That's part I of think the game. There's one right? warrior in that set, and I'm let me collect what I what I love. You know, I got I'm the curry. Saying, so the locking your moment. locking you your buck set gives you a chance to cook with Giannis, right? Like that's. I think I think just to play devil's advocate, I think sometimes we're a little hard on them, and they're figuring it out as they go along. This whole tapped in thing, like it just started a couple months ago. They've done a couple of them. I so love far. tapped in. I, I love that. Yeah. It's so, but who's nuts. to say that it won't be monthly at some point or weekly at some point? Or who's to say you don't it won't make be a hundred million plus and, dollars and, you know, and don't buy land? Have... Oh, I thought my bad. Your screen froze, so I thought you were done. <laughs> Go ahead, I back I, I, my fault. But they made over a hundred million dollars and didn't buy land. Buy like, land? Is that bad business. Hold on, land, land, what, what, land. How land do you want to buy? There's, there's only yeah. What, what land are we talking about? There's only so much land that you could, you know, on Earth. You get what I'm saying? What? Are we... Hold on. It's about like, <laughs> like, like, I'm going to go way off the cliff on this. What are we, what are we like, talking about right now? How'd you make this much money and not like Just really build things out? Um, I, I have some pillars on what Top Shot truly needs to do to fix itself as a business and to really become what it could be. And Which one is of them land. is it, buy well, land. Well, we'll, I'll, I'll go back to the buy land part. But this, the first one would be everybody at Dapper or at Top Shot, Top Shot must work at the building because there is communication issues out the wazoo. And that won't happen if they're all in the same place. You can tell me Zooms and yada, yada, yada. Oh, oh yeah, Gnome. I'm, I'm, I'm going full third eye right now. But um, nah. 
But in reality, they need to all be in one building to get their comms yeah. straight. They need to love going to work. They need to. They need people who love working together and love this culture and the and build a, a certain culture itself and make it fun, make it cool. You know, like these dudes. I feel like they're all like on their bed, like just waiting for the next at, and they're like, "Oh my god, like what do I do?" And they're all just in a fetal position at home, and they're like, and that's what this is. And like if they just went and did a standard thing, and then maybe went home and they answered a few ats. You know, at home on their phone, that's fine. But like, they need to have like a normal work routine. I don't. It, it sounds crazy to say because everything's work from home, and this was invented during COVID, and it's Web three, it's crypto. Cam, when you so were when you were a kid global. in school, did you have to walk six miles each way in the snow to? Uh, no, to but to I woke up at six fifteen to catch the bus. Oh, well, like the bus stop was like six fifteen or something, but. But yeah, I like, do. I think there. I get what you're saying. I get what it, you're saying. I think. And then I, that, from here. Okay, now we're getting to the three, I was getting into the three pillars. <laughs> that, that, that was pillar one, Mike. We're now on pillar two. Pillar one ahead, is Patrick. being all in the same place. That is one of the most important things. The second what's, one. Right, what's, what's pillar two? Was, well, they, they have a little land, and it ties into the second one. They basically have mm. one facility that no one works at. It's an empty building. That's part of maybe something. If they weren't paying for that, why are they paying for it? It doesn't really make sense. Um, they could have maybe saved somebody from the layoffs if they just didn't pay for an empty building that no one works at or no front-facing person works at. And I don't think the engineers do either. Um, I'm almost it, positive Alan lives in that building. Maybe him. It's his office, you know, and he's just Does Alan still work for Top Shot? Alan invented Top so. Shot. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, but I, I thought he wasn't going to – I don't know. Forget him. But – yeah, so this is the next one is they bought this little piece of land in the, the building or they just rent some space. It doesn't really mean anything. They need to tangible assets to actually solidify themselves as an NFT company. It sounds insane, but they need things behind them to show that they have value. We don't know what they do. We don't know what they have on their books. Their bread could already be spent up and they could be on their last dollar going paycheck to paycheck like we are. But if they actually have functioning systems and people see them in place, it, it, um, it, it breeds confidence for a lot of reasons. And this goes into the second part, which is they should have basketball facilities, open gyms, kind of like a YMCA, but a basketball center that is Why also not like sponsored by the NBA. Can I advocate to, for a JCC? Basically, but <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I think Adam Silver would be approving of a JCC Top Shot Arena, but that's that's besides the point. It's kind of like a JCC, but not a community center, but like a court. And you go in there, and it's like an LA Fitness. You know how you could go, and they have a basketball court. Same thing. And you, and you have to have a dapper wallet and Top Shot. I promise you, these kids were token all gated JCC. Like, like people mm -hmm. my age are looking for open courts all the time. I'm from the birthplace of basketball, and there's no place to hoop. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the same struggle that a lot of people are going through all over the place. So if we there was actually Sean basketball facilities, all the time. Sean's always uploading videos of him. I know he's in, at his at his place. His, his hoop's yeah. nice. You see palm trees in the back. It's beautiful. almost like 2K, like a my it's player beautiful. thing. And he lives it's it in beautiful. real life. I love yeah, the it. sacrifice it's is Florida though, right? It's a big <laughs> it's give and take. They should have these basketball facilities to truly like ingratiate themselves into basketball culture. People are going to grow up just having Top Shot because they just wanted to go hoop. And by accident, they, they, they have some Giannis 40K 
just because they wanted to, hey, to come hoop, you got to buy one of these things. It's three bucks and I can hoop as much as I want. Okay. And it just generates this thing where eventually you're going to want to put together your lineup and they have something at the facility that is kind of more like a game too. That you <laughs> go there, dope. maybe scan a code. I was Fucking here love for Noam. two hours. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Noam. This is what I'm talking about. He's in on the troll. But <laughs> I think I would so, do that. For real. I would do that. Okay. Is this I, like I? I think there. I think this is a good idea, but I also don't. I think that is like that's further down the, the road. Of their right? problems. You have to but be like. Why successful is it further first. down the road? Like, because the, there's going to be like four people playing on fifty-five basketball courts. You know what I mean? Like, there's not enough. I don't. I mean, I guess I think what you're you're saying right there is like people will sign up for Top Shot to go. Play I swear basketball. to you, if you just say there is a facility that people can go play basketball at. People will go and then find out so how, what much you're saying, door, how much at the door, how much it costs to this get in. Isn't necessarily the basketball just... will bring the people. You don't even have to tell them it's a product. So it's not just for dapper employees. So it's basically what Nike does or what Reebok does or what Adidas does at their corporate headquarters. They have basketball courts. And when they have clients, well, they can have a court definitely at the, at the dapper place where they work. There should be a court. 100%. You want them to they should have their own a, little a physical like... destination that basketball fans from all over can come and congregate and have the basketball experience of their life. I'm not saying dapper has to work there. I'm not saying their right. headquarters has to be there. I'm saying they should just have like a kind of like you just build like a warehouse. You put a skin around it. You theme it. Whatever you got to do. And you skin the inside. I seen what they did at the gym in Vegas. They put these big stickers they're like 40 foot stickers i'm calling them skins like you could like you could do on an xbox or something but yeah they they just put it up boom and it was a top shot facility in a few hours they could yeah. do that same thing you know how easy it is to build a warehouse it's the cheapest thing no, to build I, a warehouse i mean I, i'm not saying it's easy but i'm saying with their kind of funding Hold on, back. Let like someone they, else get a comment in. <laughs> I, I, I think there's like I think this is a good I, idea. I think I think I, I think they would have to hire a ton of people like to like maintain this to like that's a I I I love it. I do. They love have the a idea. foosball in the office. Is that not enough? That's a <laughs> foosball. Wait, I um, I really do have to. It's go not even basketball, and that's the other thing is it's never about hold basketball. On, hold it's on, Packer. Let, let Mike it's, let it's Mike make his go, goodbyes. I just the, uh, yeah right, I do ahead. need to go, but uh, this this hooks me back in that I feel like I need to hear the third pillar. So I, give me a little <laughs> bit of the taste of the third pillar, and then I will see myself out as you guys go. The third, it's another thing about being somewhere up in personal, and that's kiosks. Mm. What in the world? The, the biggest thing, those are my three pillars to growth. Kiosks, employees in the same building and not on a Zoom call and calling that a culture and building community within your organization. You have a master's in leadership. Would you consider building a company throughout that, Mike? Uh, I'm building one right now, Patrick. Uh, Mike wait. has a master's in leadership? In, you in bet leadership your ass, counseling, baby. I think. Mike Isn't has it, a master's Maybe I misquoted something? what your master's Curricul is. No, curriculum and instruction, but in focus on leadership. Instru yeah. Curriculum instruction. Yeah. I don't know, Cam. Here, here's what I would say. The kiosk thing, they've obviously shot down for, for the longest time. And the, I don't I, think the kiosk is necessary. Here's what yeah. I think. And I've been tweeting about Fake it from news. time to time. If you're in an arena, 15,000, 20,000 people are in an arena, yeah. big play happens. We've had game winners already this season. Five minutes after that big play happens, the team, who's hopefully partnered with Dapper and Top Shot, mm -hmm. sends out a text message to everybody in that arena. If you want a digital collectible, a keepsake, whatever they want to call it, 
of the moment that you just witnessed, and it's yours. You'll own it forever. They don't have to know what Top Shot is. They don't have to know what NFTs are. They don't have to know what crypto is. If they do that once a game, once a week, once a month, once a season for each team, all of a sudden you're exposing this digital collectible thing to hundreds of thousands or millions of people right there on their device. They click a button, they onboard onto Top Shot. They can begin having their experience. To me, that's way more cost effective than yeah. putting up these QR codes, baby. five, six, seven, you know, figure kiosks. Way more effective to be. Why honest are they spending you. that money on kiosks? I see Joe Schmo selling dogs, and I bet you he's making over a hundred k a year just selling dogs at a game. You know what I'm saying? Like, who is people just set up little kiosks, hot dogs, hot dogs, hot dogs. Hot dogs. That I, makes so much money. I will say, man. I so when I was in college, I uh, I lived it right outside Fenway, and I worked. I wanted to work in the in the stadium so I could like see a bunch of shit. And so I worked for I think it was like MasterCard. And I was just like one of those guys who was like, set up for a credit card. You get a fucking Red Sox towel, baby. Like, hey, get your fucking towels here. Uh, it's basically what I was doing. No, no. But I that those no one likes that. That's my point was like, I don't no care one, that I, you could say people don't like Carnival Barkers. Carnival Barkers make sales every time because Carnival Barkers are still being paid. If if Carnival Barking didn't work. It would have stopped a long time ago. Uh, all right. Yeah, I think I it guess. could work. It, it could work. But again, I think in their list of things that need to be priorities and where they should put their money, I genuinely think a text message once a game will get the point across. You don't need to invest in a massive kiosk that four people every hour could actually come and experience. That's the problem. It's not scalable. Well, their kiosk that's, was clunky. It only took cash for some weird reason. And then they also had UNLV workers, the the college, the college kids who work on campus and run the arena. They were working the the kiosk. We, you you pay card, right? I paid card. I don't card and cash, but it wasn't dapper. Oh, like, da oh, got you, got you, got you. The whole system was flawed until we went to Vegas the second year, and now that it was different. The way we pre-ordered the packs was much different. How, Mike, you, you did both years. So you're yeah. the only person on the stream that could attest to it. Was it yeah. different purchasing this year than last year? Yeah, yeah, it was different. It was it was uh, less sexy this year for sure. This uh, year I walked up to Jamie. They streamlined and I gave but it was more efficient. Phone. Yeah, yeah. It was more yeah, efficient. Yeah, it was more efficient this year. I mean, they still had to write down a whole list. I, I seen with the process. And yeah. as you walked in, they wrote down your name and did a little checkbox and had a whole – clipboard with papers with everyone's name and top shot username on it and yeah. everything to verify so i mean there's still some clunkiness they could clean up but it's it's already evolved into something else that apparently is being streamlined and run by professionals so that's what i'm saying it feels like if they actually had dapper salesmen if they had jacob and brandon in there or dior, like dior and jacob or something somebody from dapper and also some uh oh my god I, I don't even want to get into it well all right but i i, I want to get go... hired from dapper and i like i if i was the next person hired i would decline it because if they hire another white person i'm gonna rip my hair out are you white so the, di I... the diversity needs to needs to be yes. fixed that, that's pillar four but but i because I, I agree <laughs> that. And I, wasn't I wasn't trying to make a joke but i i do want to end on this for me you guys can keep going Tandy, before you guys end this stream, please yeah. make Pack Trip go full stream, uh, full screen, and then I want yeah. I want a concise, quick, efficient three pillars to Top Shot success. Clip that, throw it in YouTube Shorts. We're gonna get Pack Trip uh, elected by the end of, by the end of the night. All right. I like it. All uh, right. Tandy, well, Tandy, thanks for having me on, man. And Jay, Pack Trip was good hanging with you guys. All right. Thank you, thanks Mike. Thanks for, thanks for being by, here. Man. I'm gonna give you a weird wolf howl, uh, and and we'll see you soon.
All right. Well, there's the weird wolf owl for Mike, and uh, and then there were three. Okay. So are and... we doing the YouTube short right now? <laughs> Why don't you save that till the end? All right. Um, all right. So. Let, let me just check my notes here if there's anything else we want to we want to chat about. Um, so was there anything else in that VIP chat with Roham that you felt was worth discussing? Did uh, the thing yeah, I'll, I'll just say that. Is there yeah. anything else in that chat that you think is worth discussing? Listen, the, the truth of the matter is um, Roham reached out to me earlier that day and I'm not going to give away too much of kind of what he asked or what the conversation was, but it was uh, kind of along the lines of you know, there's, there's some really important comms that need to come out. You know, what do you think? Are we better off doing and then allowing people to kind of embrace what we've done and then talk about what comes next? Or should we kind of come out and announce an announcement like we always do, get people hyped up and then do stuff? I said, fuck no, <laughs> you need to stop the announcing of the announcements. It never goes over well. Just do two or three great things and then you can kind of come out, give a state of the union or whatever the case may be with one caveat. Um, the VIP crowd, you know, I've, I've been lurking in their channel over the last few weeks for the first time, really, since I, be, I don't even know when I became a VIP, to be honest, but I never really spent time in there. Yeah. I said, like, the, the inmates are going crazy now because that chat uh, has, has gone very negative. Lots of super angry people in there. You know, there's kind of class warfare uh, every five minutes in there. Um, and, you know, the truth of the matter is they're the biggest spenders on the platform. My estimate is they support 50 to 80 percent of sales on the platform. So. You know, whether we like them or, they're not, or, or not, or whether they're good people or not, most of them are good people. There's definitely a few pricks in there from what I can see. Um, they need love, right? They're, they're the people who are bankrolling this whole thing. Uh, so I said, you should probably get in there sooner than later. Um, I was out. I didn't even know he was coming in. Uh, I, I wasn't there for the chat. I came back later that night, uh, kind of checked out the transcript. Um, you know, the funny thing is in the VIP uh, channel, like they, they always talk like we all do, right? Like we're on DMs all the time. People are on Twitter. People are on their team discords. We're always talking amongst ourselves. You know, they should do this. They should do that. Why don't they do this? Let's ask them this question. Very few of those kind of hard nose provocative questions were asked. It was all um, very, um, is that new jump shoot? Or are you talking about what happened in the past? Um, uh, they, they asked a few questions. He gave a few um, kind of lukewarm answers. I think he put people at bay momentarily. I don't think they were like super enthusiastic about what they heard. Um, but at the same time, you know, he knows how to come into a room and, um, and do a little bit of his magic. Um, and clearly, well, like, they're, they're working on some important things and we're starting to see. How, some do, of that. how are we summarizing it though? How was the vibe from uh, you're saying though, you weren't even in there and I the wasn't, VIP, but I, so. I mean, I, I look back and I saw the transcript and obviously for the last few days since he was in there, they're all still talking about it. And um, you know what, in a positive way, because I didn't, there didn't, there didn't seem anything way. that no, didn't no, seem like no, any nothing, real meat and potatoes. Nothing groundbreaking happened. Um, similarly, you know, I talked to Brian, the head of VIP, a few days ago, and he said, you know, we've got some really important stuff coming out. You know, we saw a couple of those things today. Obviously, VIP gets free tickets to the tour events. I think people will like yeah. that. Um, That's if huge. they're not at the tour events, like they'll be able to pay money and and buy some of the tour packs, which people like because they're scarce and people can flip them. That's what people want to do. Um, mm. But no, nothing earth shattering happened. It's just. He hadn't been in there in months. And, you know, uh, when, when you spend a lot of money, you want to be able to talk to leadership and he's the guy in charge. And I think it appeases people to at least have, you know, some some level of communication with him. Um, so it, it did that. But I don't think uh, any anything drastic uh, came of it, to be honest. 
here's a question I have for you guys, and maybe the answer is stupidly easy, but um, what do you think happened to what do you think has happened to using trade tickets to buy packs? Because we haven't seen that for a while, and we didn't see that this time. And where do you think it's going? Like, obviously, we have to do something with all these so many trade tickets, so many two dollar moments on the website. Where now it's not going anywhere. They already they just said yesterday with with their burn what? announcement, they're they're funneling stuff into locker room packs. They also said, I think, in the beginning beginning of the season, a portion of all packs are going to go into the locker room. So locker room packs are here to stay, man. Like they are going to keep this artificial floor of uh, floor moments for you know the the, the however long for in, in perpetuity. They want to give valueless moments value. They want it to be a form of currency. They haven't done uh, a cash raise in a while. They needed some money. You know, trade tickets didn't suffice this time around. But I think pretty soon you'll see some some trade packs for sure. You think that'll be a positive? I mean, is, is that a good thing? I, no. I just want to. I want to see people get rid of like millions of this stuff. Like it's taken in my in my estimation. I know it's only been a couple of weeks of this of the flash challenges and, and things of that nature. But I just think at this point, there's literally no difference between you go look at a Trey Young. You know, you got a 60k, a 40k, a 35k, a 15k, a 10k. Now we're about to have like a five, 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 five. You know. They've These told are... us for a long time since they did the, the flip on collector score that commons aren't supposed to matter. They they want they want you know entry level people to be able to play around with nearly worthless stuff, whether it's a 10k or a 20k or a 50k or a 60k or a 22k, whatever it doesn't matter. So there will be endless supply of useless stuff. And the goal is as a collector, either you genuinely love the moments or you genuinely want to collect you know, every single moment that ever exists of your favorite player or your team, and you want to kind of be a team collector or a set collector, or you want to play the higher price game where the common stuff is completely irrelevant to you, and you're going to go after the scarcer stuff. They're trying to balance both, 100%. But that also doesn't really make sense to me because it should be a ladder system. It shouldn't be everything is schmutz until you get to the rares. That makes no sense. It should be like schmutz, and then you kind of work your way up. And you try to you just try to keep working your way up. It's not commons or commons. That's what they've said for a year now. None of yeah. it matters. It's all it's all interchangeable. New new pretty pictures, new uh, new branding, uh, new edition sizes, new names for collections. It's not supposed to matter. I'm not involved in the cardboard industry. From what I've heard, that's the way cardboard works. So much of it is worthless by design. It's purely a lotto. You're just trying to uh, to score the big stuff or go on the marketplace and buy the big stuff. The difference is in Top Shot land, if you have the big stuff, it can qualify you for cooking with Kate Cunningham. Yeah, but again, you, you, but again, you have to have so much of the big stuff. It's not a ladder system. It's either totally at the floor with the schmutz or but you, don't. You, you need to have a, you know, a Top Shot score in the top thousand. There's only a thousand people on most of these leaderboards. But that's you're the all whole you're point. guaranteed. So any, but, but I'm saying like anybody can get onto any of these team leaderboards and have a chance at every one of these um, local, uh, you know, lean or whatever they call them, these these events that they're doing. Because you're talking about like the the top 1,000 collectors part. Yeah, but that's still very. That. It's still kind of broken though. Like I I I think no one's gonna massively disagree with me there, but. Um, yeah, it, it shouldn't be the case, though, that there's all these moments that all basically are the same, same value, same, like, it's just all the same. 
Yeah. And until it feels like there's some kind of working your way up, it's going to be that way. And now, but how, yeah. how the only way it'll ever feel like you're working your way up is if top shot continues to change the rules of their game and they, they provide, they put their finger on the scale again and they say, you know what, this set is special because X or this set is special because Y. And that kind of takes away from the natural um, kind of inclination of, of collecting stuff. Right. Like it has to be up to the consumer at some point. If you don't want all of this, you know, unscarce stuff, then then don't buy it. Like, well, I also think though, simple. to me, because if I'm trying to think of a way around this, right? Because right now you're talking about the way it is now. Yeah. What I'm trying to think about is what are potential solutions, and who knows if those solutions will ever ever happen. Users. Well, is that even enough? Because it well, maybe it is. Okay, fine. If you have a hundred thousand users, but yeah. if um. My opinion is you need like mass levels of burning across all those different tiers of all those different tiers, sorry, additions of each player. So like it'll be a Trey Young challenge and you have to burn just a crap load of his 60K and then it's his 40K and it's his 35K. Because then eventually, eventually, yeah, eventually what will happen is like there'll be less and less of each one and you'll have to decide what you value more based on how much is left of each one. Listen, uh, last night we had the, the Cade challenge. I think it's the third time that people had to burn Donovan Mitchell rare moments in right. the last few months. Three times. People have to burn, yeah. you know, whatever s- supply is already out there, and it's it's on the rare side, right? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think slowly but surely it's going to happen. Their tech is not advanced enough to do a lot of the things that I think they want to do. It, I, I genuinely believe that if the tech was uh, was up to the task, be doing a lot more burning stuff um they also have to do it strategically um but yeah i, I think the season is young i think the burning has just started i think the the community yeah. is going to do the heavy lifting on burning and then you know you're going to burn it for something else so new supply is always going to come out and then every single season more and more and more supply is going to come out and if somehow some way new users join more supply is going to come out um and you just have to kind of pick your battles like you know not everything is for everybody you, you don't need everything you know, we're all such degenerates. We think everything is for us and that we have to buy into everything. You don't need to buy into a uh, series four uh, commons. Like why? If you've been burned on series two and three commons, why the fuck are you buying into series four commons? If you right. believe that the commons are bad, I put a tweet out there. I got hate, you know, like, like everything else I put out some people from Dapper and not from Dapper DMing me and shit. But like, why are you buying the stuff? If you've been whining that the last similar stuff you bought, didn't do for you what you wanted it to do. Either you love this shit and that's why you're buying it and because you're a connoisseur and you want one of everything or whatever the rationale is, or you're expecting something different to happen, even though you've already experienced what will happen. So like, I don't know. I hate when people, you know, put the blame of, of some of Dapper's failures on the community. I think that's just a cop out. Dapper is complicit in all the problems that they've caused. But this one issue if you don't like the not scarce common stuff from the past two seasons, why the fuck are you spending a penny on it this season? Just go to the marketplace like Cam is going to do. Buy the specific shit that you want. Stop playing the goddamn lottery. Almost nobody wins the lottery. And then you FOMO into it because you see two people on Twitter saying, I, I won the fucking lottery. Look at all this great shit I got. And then despite your, you know, whatever brain you have, and your experiences from the past year and a half of never winning the lottery, you magically think you're going to win it. At some point you can't protect people from themselves. So by the way, speaking of the lottery, yeah, we can now take a look at some of these new moments and see what they're being valued at. 
Um, Wait, this, this was this is live. This was the live. big score, which is no Benedict. way. Benedict Matherin is eighty five dollars. You think it should so be very, higher or lower? I higher. I'm about to go out and buy Benedict Matherin. Higher. <laughs> Look at last year's. Um, yeah, this is that's kind of ridiculous. No, no, but look at the look at S three and S two rookie moments four K, and then look back at this eighty five number and tell me how crazy it is. Unless you guys think that he's like, he's him. No, is he him? Benedict Matherin. A he's lot a of beast. people don't know his whole story. He's from Canada, Haitian dude. He's one of the few Haitian players in the league. I think Lou Dort's another Haitian guy from Canada. Ironically, yeah. Um, but. But yeah, so Benedict Matherin, he at 15, he got recruited and he left Canada and moved to Mexico to join the NBA Mexico Basketball Academy. Yeah. And he's been in the NBA since he was 15 in their talent pool and then went to Arizona from the, the Mexican uh, league or whatever. And yeah, so he's he's ready. And he's also 21. He's an older rookie. He's most likely going to win rookie of the year. Keegan Murray's not putting up the numbers I think he could have. Um, Harrison Barnes is not going to dip, so I think he actually could get his numbers up. But, yeah, Benedict Matherin is doing a really good job. Um, yeah, he's averaging like 20. I think I the can't point wait to see he's, I think he's, he's 40th in scoring in the NBA. There's 30 teams, and he's in the top 40 scorers in the NBA as a rookie off the bench. You know, I, I think that's like a big thing. There you go, Cam. Go go pick up a Brook Lopez. And I thought that was, didn't that just say fifty dollars? No, five. No, There's but this, two this is also selling these things. It's too early. Exactly. That that's the whole yeah. point. There's like yeah. no one selling these. But the Benedict we is nineteen. Look look, it's dropping like it's a hot cake. Sixty seven. Yeah. yeah. This, I, I'm, I'm gonna let this free fall. I to promise the ground. you, it's gonna be closer to fifty than hundred. I promise you. And people this... thought this was gonna be like a two hundred dollar moment. Two days out too. Anthony Edwards isn't a two hundred dollar moment for his debut. It How's this going to be two hundred? No, nobody is. Have you guys seen Dude, the market? Wait, hold on, Anthony. Lamelo's not two hundred dollars. No, man. Oh my god! I didn't nah, know Benedict that. will be fifty bones. Hold on, where's Anthony Edwards? It's wow, one hundred and eighty. Yeah, man. Sheesh. You know and what? You might be correct, uh, and I'm that's another correct. reason why I just took my. I didn't take. I took the pack money and spent it on the marketplace and not on the packs because. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I was rookie hunting. To mainly keep rookies, like I'm somebody who prospects, and I and I like to like try to buy in on the young player and buy Cam, in. On don't somebody. spend a hundred dollars on Matherin. It ain't happening, man. Yeah, I know. I could save my money and probably buy two Matherins tomorrow for forty. You probably could. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's wait a week. Saying. Wait a week. Wait two weeks. Wait. Wait until wait, he wait pumps. Not... The the game is that's pumping in flash challenges. That that's the flash what it is. challenge game too. Is I just want to be ready so I can maybe get that moment. But be ready because he'll definitely score in several of these flash challenges. That's that's the reason to buy anybody right now because it's not a collectibles platform. It's a it's a game platform. Yeah, I know, and I try. I think it's a collectible platform with I how I spend, and it drives me nuts because it it's that's not how it is. That's what we all thought for a while, and maybe it will be one day, but right now it's not. Yeah, that that's the case right now. Um, so that 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 is why I think that people buying fifteen packs were making a pretty poor trading decision because what was your upside? Your upside. It's a lottery, bro. It's a lottery. But, what what's the upside? You get four of those rare moments that are going to be a hundred, hundred fifty bucks a pop. Flip no, them. they're not. You think those rares are going to be 150 start. a pop? They're, they're only 150 so. a pop because there's like one seller. Yeah, look I, at I rares. Think, yeah, no, I mean, 
Here, pull some it up those, because I don't want to those... pull it up and be not not locked into what we're doing. All right, but what they rares. did is they did guys like John Wall, Laurie Markkinen, who have very few rare moments. Right, Donovan so Mitchell, playing the we game. just talked about. He had to, uh, you know, uh, all of his stuff was dumped, so he needed a new rare. So, yeah, 80 bucks. I don't know. Oh, but that's from like two people selling them. I think they'll be 50 to 100 bucks, somewhere in there. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, what's? let's just look like what are the lowest rares? Well, but they also for? have um, challenge utility built into them because people are going to want to buy them, so they get the DeJounte. I want no, that. Uh, I mean, that's true. You got You basically have to flip. So again, it's not a collectibles situation. It's no, no. flipping into a challenge. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um. So Brian, Ryan pulled a Laurie on his first pack of fourteen. That's the upside. Again, Ryan, the question is: Are you going to hold on to that Laurie, or are you going to flip it? I mean, I, I suppose the only correct answer in the current market Ryan's conditions not holding on to that Laurie. is you got to flip that into the challenge. And um. But then, and I'm curious what those will go for, like because right now, obviously, there's like nobody selling. Yeah, but did you guys um, pay attention to the market last night with the uh, the flash challenge? No, I wasn't. It was pumping. Much attention. It was pumping. Was it? Yeah. Now, granted, it's it's not a huge population of people that are speculating and collecting, but it doesn't have to be. You know, that's what we've learned on this platform. All you really need is a few hundred, a couple thousand people who are super into something for one night only. And you know, Lori Lori Markinen was over two hundred dollars for his Lori Markinen. You know, two hundred. But that's but that's surpri- is that's a little surprising because look, only fifty one people. Oh no, sorry, that was the cheat code. That was a legendary. That's the cheat code. Uh, only one hundred and fifty people did did. Yeah, but here's the thing. Um, you know, a lot of those people had their stuff locked, so they had to buy all new stuff to participate in the challenge. Now, this is just for the whales, right? Like, no, nobody's <laughs> doing a challenge that requires ten rare moments, two of which are being burned unless they have, you know, significant, significant collections and or significant bankroll. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I'm saying just by appealing to a few hundred whales in the VIP chat, they were able to take a Lori marketing from 800 from $80 to $230 in, in a couple of hours. That's a huge jump. They were able to take a, a an SGA that probably started the night. I don't know, 120, 130. And I think it ended the night at like 240. Almost right. doubling the the market price with just a few hundred collectors who are super interested in playing the game. But um, again, it's because like it's because uh, exactly what Bogdan is saying here. It's like the problem is there's so few buyers. But it, and that's the whole point. Like if a bunch of new buyers came into this platform, some of these floors are paper thin, and mm-hmm. that's what keeps people like us holding our breath for that to happen. Because it's like oh. Once those people come, like those floors are just gonna go up like no, crazy. That's really fast. Gold. No, these floors are not paper thin. People lock eighty percent of their shit. You know what's gonna happen well, as soon as the people next year unlock? Not for the next year. I mean, in a lot whatever, of cases, nine months, a third of the of the holding period is already over. Oh, I mean, mm-hmm. shit goes fast, dude. I promise you. Like, I don't know. I'm not a leaker, so I'm not gonna tell you everything that goes on in the VIP chat, but. Man, like those dudes. Now, granted, most of them are petulant children, so who knows if they actually believe what they say? Um, but they're they're all like, we're out, like we're gone. Well, unless Top Shot can do something, and that's a big if. Uh, unless, because... yeah, unless if only, yeah. If your grandfather had a, you know, he'd be your grandmother. Okay, I'd, I've never heard you that one before, but um... <laughs> it's an old Jewish saying. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. The scenes when everything unlocks, that's a scary thought as of, as of right now uh, because if, if everything unlocked right now, it would be an absolute bloodbath. And we could just hope that 
All we got right now is hope. We gotta hope that they figure something out. By I'll tell you, some people in VIP are are vocally begging for um, unlocking early a penalty. Yeah, let us pay a penalty so that we can unlock and get out. Yeah, top shots like no sir, <laughs> no siree, Bob. I don't know, man. I don't know. Of course, well, listen. Not. Like all all of that. that said, like we're starting to see a little momentum. There's a drumbeat of momentum, right? There's mm-hmm. these. Tapped in events. We've seen a few of them. They're going to continue to optimize them. They'll get better and better and better. Um, we've got the captain's program. People are sending collectors to games. 700, 800 people went to opening night. I'm going to a game tonight on behalf of the Hawks community. There's something there. Um, you know, I think they're going to figure out a way to appease the VIP crowd. They've done a real horrible job of catering to their highest investors. It, it's embarrassing, um, but I think it'll happen. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll wait and see they're starting to burn. Right. So they're obviously doubling down on scarcity. We don't like the, uh, the numbers that we've seen for this first drop, 55,000 packs, 8,000 or 16,000 or 25,000, whatever the number is common moments per player. But if they continue to incorporate burning in a strategic way, both on their side and our side, maybe they can turn it into a more scarce product. You know, we saw what happened league pass. Who's to say Nike doesn't come in next month and do a big promotion and everybody yeah. has to burn five rares to get the dopest fucking pair of Nike sneakers. Like all that shit is on the table. It hasn't happened yet. We're all kind of waiting for things that haven't happened. And you know, when China joins and all that shit, but it's possible. It's possible. No, it's not. Oh, come on. No, it's, it's not. Possi- no, the China thing's not possible, but the Nike thing is possible. Yeah. The Nike thing, I suppose is possible. I mean, they're already yeah. doing other web three things with artifact or whatever you call that NFT yeah. that they're doing. Um, yeah, there was man. that website, right? The and the athlete something. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't even know what don't that recall. is. But, I don't know yeah. what it is either. But so it's, no, no, it I'm just dipped. No, I'm just dipped into the uh, Mar- Mathurin. That's what Mathurin I'm saying. Waters. Aiko win rookie of the year, but there's no badge. Two years, three years later, to signify it and make us actually like go for something. If this is a collectible. Why isn't yeah, why aren't there incentives? Patrick, we're, to we're, so, we're so far away from that though. I know I know you've been beating that drum about like having badges and making things like behave as collectibles, but no, until this platform is made up of collectors, which it's not, then it's you can't treat these things like collectibles. You have to teach they they didn't if Web3 listen, Top Shot brought us the to Top Shot. We the the community didn't invent Top Shot. They have taught us what we should like and what we should do. Yeah, I know. But and they we introduced... have now we have reacted and grown and done things and re- you know off of them. If they actually showed us what these things were to actually collect and make you feel like you have an appreciating asset or you have just something that's respected, you know, I think it should be that way. I watched my badge video the other day and I was so inspired. I mean, look, they add, they added certain badges. They added those MVP badges. I don't I don't know how much they really truly moved added, the needle. They did, and it, yeah, and it also gave challenge utility. And this is what care. I was trying to pitch from exactly. the beginning. Was like, <laughs> Jay just got it. What? Gonna <laughs> They're going to add it. No one's going to care. Nobody's going to care. <laughs> Maybe well, in this, the future. It's this maybe late in into the game, and they do one every eight months or whatever yeah maybe in maybe keep five years forward to something man keep you looking maybe forward. five years God, just give something right now give something that they could actually like and that's it the ain't thing gonna do nothing man it the web3 space is such a what have you done for me lately type thing it needs to be done lately yeah mm-hmm. but you know what this product wins when it becomes not web3 i'm sorry to say the only web3 piece that, of top shot that that's needs what i'm to saying matter is simply um accumulating 
points for doing things, right? The it's pillar, the, the pillar, and it comes. You gain points by going to the arenas, and you go to the top shot. They're not ready for that yet. And you, I'm telling they're you, they're not ready have... for any of that yet. They, they, they need to introduce a tokenomic strategy if, if they're going to go that route, or they, they need to further integrate with these stadiums. Like it, it just doesn't exist. The infrastructure doesn't exist. I think they thought. I think Rohan thought it was going to be a lot easier and a lot less frictionful um, mm-hmm. to develop these relationships across the NBA with each individual arena. Um, it, it just hasn't happened. Like I, I have some relationships with the Hawks, for example. They still don't even know what, what Top Shot is or what Top Shot is doing. Like the, the connective tissue just isn't there, and there's a lot of reasons for it. I also don't think they've prioritized it. I think they brought in a growth and a marketing team that thought this was a product that was akin to a DFS product, like a FanDuel or a DraftKings, and that they were going to do all their user acquisition through um, you know, social media and, and digital-based growth marketing. I don't think they knew that they needed to be where basketball fans are because their early adopter crowd wasn't basketball fans. They were just kids that lived on the internet, and they thought that they could simple double and triple down on that. I think they've had a rude awakening, I hope. I think they now realize, and obviously they're now starting to promote people going to games. They're now starting to promote people going to hang out with Magic Johnson and Cade and and all that stuff. I think they're going to find themselves more and more driving towards becoming more of a mainstream basketball brand instead of this kind of crypto early adopter um, kind of in the know um, digital brand. And I think that's going to, you know, work in their advantage. I hope. Yeah. Well, we can all hope anyway. Let's, uh, does that bring me back to my three pillars? Yeah. You're, let's you're end three. On that. Because you said it can't be web three and that's exactly what I'm saying. It needs to be kiosks, <laughs> people in real life that are going to games, basketball people who just dropped over a hundred dollars in ticket master fees, no not doubt. even tickets. I'm talking about the fees and from the fees alone, I'm saying they, a pack is $9 and people are paying over a hundred dollars in Ticketmaster fees just to go to these games fees that nine bucks. If there's a kiosk and you're like, Hey, you know, there's some Jason Tatum cards in this pack. Like maybe you could pull a Tatum that alone. Oh, I could get the Tatum. Cool. Like you're going to get a Boston fan to buy a pack every time. If you have a little kiosk set up, it doesn't need to be this grand thing that they did in Vegas. They could remodel. They could trim down. They just did some trimming. They know how to trim. They could trim down their kiosk a little bit. You know, there's ways to do this and to mock the community by saying Bill Simmons kiosk and things like that is ridiculous because Bill Simmons sold his company for $200 million to Spotify, and you're going to mock him and say he's just some internet troll or some sports troll. Oh, he's, oh, he's on his Homer takes and all this other stuff. Listen to Bill Simmons. I mean, he talks about his stuff, but he also talks about everything else. He's probably more knowledgeable than 90% of the sports community about whatever he's talking about. You ask him about the Minnesota Twins, he's going to know more info than you do. You know, like you call him a Homer. What sports fan is it? What real sports fan isn't a Homer and doesn't root for something? Cam's yeah, on a rampage. Well, I think you're trying to say we're in beta. Beta. So, uh, so rare. Have you guys played it? Are, are you guys playing it at all? I, I don't think either of you are, right? No. I play so rare. What do you mean? I won I'm on the not. first ever so rare challenge. I was top 200. You won? Were you yeah. really? Out of how 199. Oh, yeah, that's seven, true. You got a, you got a limited... You got a limited, but nothing since, right? No, nothing since. I've been top, top like five thousand and stuff, but it doesn't really get anything. 
it's tough. It's tough. Uh, you got to follow people like Noam. Noam, uh, Noam places all the time. Garbito. What'd yeah. you get? What was your limit? Dennis Smith Jr. And I mean, it's good for like two weeks until Rozier and then Lamelo is going to be back soon. And then I didn't know how to list properly. And I thought I was setting an auction. I truly did. So I thought I was set up selling it at 10 bucks and it sold immediately. And I was like, mm. okay, I swear I put the 24 hour auction thing. So there's still something yeah. that that's friction for a new user. And it turned me off. I'll say that. Um, there's a couple things with so rare today. They rugged. The pick swap. They did? How'd they They rug rugged it? it, and now you just get a free card, but they still rugged it. And they're no, changing I thought things you, I, every I, week. No, I think, no, no, no. I think you have both. I think you got to go look again. Really? I logged in today, and I thought I could only do one. I can only get a free card, not swap out a free card. No, I'll, sh I'll check right now. We can take a look together. And they're tinkering, um, they're trying things, but just like I had an expectation when they started doing this card swap, and they said they're going to do it every day. Oh, they're yeah, going to do it too. See, when I went on earlier... It was just one. It was one bar straight across the way it normally looked, and it was just switched with the card swap to daily drop. Because it depends. I think if you're in play, it, you only see one bar. And if you're in my cards, you see two bars. Huh. Cool. Um, so, yeah, mine, mine unlocks in 13 minutes. And it's sort of interesting, though, because it's not like a – you know, it's like a free tournament, obviously, a free challenge. And you can swap your cards. You can get a free card. And – it's not like these are going to super move the needle, but it still gets people engaged and wanting to do something on the website every day. Every day. Free-to-play is dope. Free-to-play is, is an amazing strategy, especially to onboard people who don't necessarily understand all the nuances about mm -hmm. what something is. Um, so I, I, I like it. I, I don't, I'm not a DFS guy. I suck at it. I don't have the, the patience or the brain power um, to, to get good at any of this stuff, but I'll play a free game. Right, and I think that it also like the the fact that there is the cap means that even if you get free Tyrese Halliburton's every day, um, you still have to like be clever with who you put in your lineup. And I think that's really fun and interesting. And it's not, for example, like what Top Shot is currently, which is if you buy everything, you can win everything. And and some other fantasy products might be like that too. I think that's what makes so rare pretty interesting, though, and pretty, I guess, democratic or however you want to put it. Well, you're playing GM, right? Which is what basketball fans love. Like when you dive into the platform, you're a GM. You get to assemble your team. You get to play whichever players you think are going to pop at, at specific points in time. Strategy, you know, goes goes into it. Yeah, Top so, Shot yeah, felt like that when time, I first started. Yeah, I mean, Top Shot was like that to an extent, but there was no game right you were well, there playing was a the promise of game. a game and now well, you know yeah. people were building to it they even said stack moments it will boost whatever you're doing yeah get multiple. by the way you see this guy yeah, uh, did, champ. Did, did you watch the game because he scored 36 on his point the total is a seven which is a huge overlay so yeah i've, I've been kind of curious how to find players that have these huge overlays i think we have to ask people like noam and maybe he knows but a seven getting a thirty-six is huge because then you I told got a lot you guys of guys about Marshawn Bochamp. I told you, but even before yeah. summer league, he was one in my draft. I do mock draft every year. He was one of my guys. I said if he's not drafted in the top ten, or GM should be fired. Yeah, and I feel that. And he was drafted by the Bucks very late. So uh, I'll appreciate getting another... him. That was my guy, and I, my team drafted him. I can't believe he slid that far, but I, I don't think they liked his shooting performances. Um, in the in the G League for the Ignite, but I'm fine with it. That's not what it, that's not what he does. Just because he's a 30% three point shooter, it doesn't mean he's a bad player. 
Cam, right. what do you think about your namesake? Uh, oh, there you go. Just oh, here we go. Cam you Thomas. can win a Cam Thomas in five tier because his cap is 10. Here's uh, my take on Cam Thomas because I know you're nope. super high on him. And nope, I'm high Cam, on him Cam too. Thomas is the GOAT. I love Cam Thomas, but I feel like a lot of – because I watch every Nets game, obviously. I feel like a lot of times when he does get run, he's so out of control. He's a runner all over the place. He, he doesn't have that fluidity to his game yet. He has spurts for sure. He could obviously score the ball. But do you think he's a little wild? Okay. Uh, I do think he's an aggressive scorer. Yeah. So let me just uh, read you a basketball player list real okay. quick. This, okay. is a, this is a good litmus test. Yeah. So uh, there's this high school. There's a lot of prep schools in the country. Oak Hill is one of them. Oak Hill yeah. is one of the most famous high schools in the world for, yeah. for basketball. Mellow, right? Yeah, Mellow. Uh, so these are the players that have played there. Yeah. You got Carmelo Anthony, Cole Anthony, Jerry Stackhouse, Steve Smith, Ron Mercer, Keldon Johnson, Ty Lawson, Stephen Jackson, Rajon Rondo, Rod Strickland, Quinn Cook, Brandon Jennings, Josh Smith, Dwayne Bacon, Deron Lamb, uh, who else? Sindarius Thornwell, who's a bucket. Kevin Durant, Caleb Martin, Steve Blake. I, I could keep going. There's there's 80 players, yeah, or more. There's actually more. There's over 80 players from the NBA. Quinn Cook, Cody Martin. Yeah, just an endless list. Do you know who the all-time leading scorer of Oak Hill is? I'm gonna guess Cam Thomas. It's Cam Thomas. He's the leading scorer from Oak Hill of all time. He's the best scorer. You know what he did his freshman year at LSU? He averaged 25. Yeah. As a freshman. No, listen, I love Cam. I I was begging the internet not to let the Nets trade. And now he's uh, playing defense and he's like facilitating and trying to dish off to KD. And I think he really, there's an Oak Hill connection there. I think KD and Cam, Cam looks up to Kobe. That's his big thing. When he was drafted, he wore the, the eight uh, and 24 jacket. It was lined with all Kobe stuff. He loves Kobe. He looks up to to elite basketball players and I'm pretty sure he holds KD in a similar regard. And that's his teammate. And also KD went to Oak Hill, his same high school. They, both played for the same head coach. They grew up kind of the same way. They were taught yeah. the same lessons at a young age. Like there's certain things about Cam Thomas that he will listen to Kevin Durant. Unlike so. what Russell Westbrook didn't show him that same respect as a teammate. Russell Westbrook thought he was the better of the two. Cam Thomas is now playing a two man. If you watch them play, it's a lot of two man with them. And they, they do these really give well and goes, little pick and rolls, pick and, well, pick and pops. Cause they're not yeah. rolling, but it's like that, and I think he's going to eventually play under control and learn what kind of pace you do do need in an NBA game. Yeah. And you see it. He averaged one minute or less with Steve Nash. Nash the new head him. coach comes in. Kyrie gets benched simultaneously, Jacques and they Long's give and they give him Cam Thomas the Kyrie look. Like you're you're Kyrie now. Do exactly what he does, and we'll be fine. Well, and that's what he did. He's averaged he can't do exactly twenty or more. Does, but for four games straight. I mean, he can't do exactly what he does, yeah. but he's, he's really good. He plays better defense than him. I'll tell you that much. He's, he's a strong kid. Yeah. No, I like him. Yeah. I think he's got promise. And I'm, mom, I'm happy. He's still on my team. He was born in Japan. That's another thing about cam Thomas. That's cool. Both of okay. his parents were in the military and they were stationed out there. He's not James Booknight, Who's gotten four DUIs this year. If you or I got two DUIs, we'd have our license removed. And there were loaded guns that were unregistered in his cart. But, like, 
and P- James Booknight is still getting minutes because Lamelo's out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. there are rookies and other players in this league doing a lot of different things, and this kid is coming from a great pedigree for schools, for teams, and from home. I'm convinced on Cam Thomas. I'm fully convinced on him that he's a good kid with a level head that just wants to score. And I listen to podcasts. Yeah. I hear the live calls of him. All bad words for Cam Thomas. I can't believe it. Everywhere you go, you will never hear a good word about Cam Thomas. I promise you that. I'm it 70% weirdest, on Cam. I, I'm a it is big the weirdest fan. thing I've ever seen. Ryan Rosillo today. If you listen to Ryan Rosillo's podcast, Not they're fine. talking about – they have uh, Sean Marks on, the old GM. And they're talking to him. And – even he's like, yeah, I actually helped uh, him during the draft process. I was trying to talk to him, get his head right. So when he talks to GMs, he's speaking their language. And he was pressed that he was going to be a lead guard in the in the NBA like Damian Lillard. And Sean Marks was trying to humble him in the draft process. And, like, <laughs> you know, I just, I just find it so funny that they will say, oh, my God, the potential of – Jalen Smith or Jonathan Isaac or anybody else. And then you have someone right there wanting to apply themselves. You have Ben Simmons, who's telling you, I don't want to play basketball. I don't want to shoot the ball. Yeah. And you have a guy who's dying to get on the court, play defense. Mama he loves mentality. to play ball. That's he clear. Loves to Cam play loves ball. to be on the court. He's not in the club doing wild shit. He's not no. getting in fights he's and doing kid. all that stuff. He's a good kid. I genuinely yeah. think he's going to be in the league for 10 plus years. Marshawn so. Bochamp, same thing. He went to a community college and that's how he got picked out of the, the G League. Yeah. He... He was do- at a JUCO because he couldn't didn't have the grades to go D1 and all this stuff. And, like, he has his own little struggle story, and that's why he wears number zero yeah. now in the NBA, but he never wore zero prior to being drafted. So that's, yeah. like, a new kind of story for him. But no he was doubt. saying it and how he feels like he came from nothing, from, from zero, and he made it here, and he can't believe it, and he just wants to put in work and praise God and be and just do his thing. If you follow his Instagram, that's what he's all about. And, you know, I feel like there's some good energies coming from these people, and they're going to be a positive person in the locker room and probably have positive results in the league because they're professionals more than celebrities. That's fair. All right, All right guys. We done? I, don't, I think I'm done, but you guys yeah, got any, I, any I got last a call. words? I got my show with Rick Barry in eight minutes. I let this call. I was supposed to leave a little All while right, so ago. We, we better let him go then. So, uh, Zombie Jay... Talk is back. Follow on YouTube. Zombie Talk. Love Sorry, it. Love I'm Mike Weisberg in the part. Put, put, that in the com- put, that, put that in the comments, Patrick. How, where, how do we get to Zombie soon. Talk? Well, What's the channel address? What's the channel address? Tweet it out. We'll, we'll share it with everybody. Western Mass Zombies. Uh, you can see some old stuff, and we still got to upload a few of the, the pods from last season. I don't know why they got messed up. I'm not editing them. Um, I offered to, and the dude who is doing it says he wants to keep doing it. So well, all new I can season say starts is, is that, today. We'll be uploaded yeah. soon. All right. Well, I can't wait to see it because I got to say, that video that you made with him when he opens that archive pack was one of the more entertaining – Top shot related videos I I had ever seen. So and he had a story it. about everything. He opens Stefan Marbury. He's like, oh my god, I remember going to my son played with him in college at Georgia Tech, and yep. he wore a chain in college as a college player bigger than he said it would be worth more than Rick Barry's salary when he played and won MVP. And he I'm gives sure that little anecdote, and then he talks I'm about sure how he taught Shaq how to do the granny shot because he opened a Shaq moment in the archive. Shaq wouldn't do it. And Shaq wouldn't do it because he said he looked like a sissy. And you just get yeah. these little things, and they should do more of that. Rick Barry, especially 
I've been thinking about contacting the whatever the Warriors community is because pickleball is kind of a thing now, and Rick Yo, is really Tim. big in the pickleball. Tim, Tim is the. Uh... The connect me with practice. Tim and I'm gonna I connect will. him and I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Rick Barry a check and I'm gonna get Tim some thumbs up from everybody because Tim's a it, it's something that could be done. Good dude. Okay. All right. That's well guys, thank you. Thank you for making the time. I hope uh hope you all in the chat enjoyed that, got something out of that, and uh we, we will see you best. again soon. We will, we, we did our we best. Did our I best. let us yeah. hope we get some more interesting things happening this week. We and let's go get a FOMO looking at other people's pack rips on Twitter. So we're on an upswing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, let, let's hope for an upswing. And on, until the next week, guys. All right, All right take care. Peace. Peace. Static Celestis.